So what's up, everybody? Welcome to the this episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. This is Machete Trevi. And I, honestly, I'm excited for this because, like, as y'all might know, I've talked to some battle rappers along the journey, but, like, almost nobody from Montreal. It's just been, like, artists from Montreal or people from Montreal, but not, like, people who've gone and done the battle thing from this city and having that perspective of it. So I'm mad, like, excited to actually talk to you and go through your journey with you. But that's what we do on this show. We go through the story of the lives of the various artists and people we talk to, try and extract some knowledge nuggets from them so that we can all learn from your experiences. Um, mm-hmm. On that note, we do have a proper opening question to get the ball rolling. But in order for that to make sense, can you just briefly let us know where you start your life? That's like the important starting point for us. Well, I'm born in Montreal, right? And I uh, grew up in the West Island. Say word. Which and, part of the West? Yeah. I grew up in my, the first house I lived to was like, lived in was a small duplex in Centerville. Are surrounded by big rich houses like mansions and then there was my shitty little house with my with my mom you know she was a single mother Dope. and then uh she got a boyfriend and we moved to point claire in like a townhouse which was like nicer Just believe it or not and then we, we gonna run through all of this that's enough of a starting point so let me run you through with the proper opening question now. So y'all just got to know it's some Montreal West Island shit where if y'all don't know, the West Island is the closest thing to suburbs kind of in the field towards the rest of the city that you can have because it's like in Montreal, but it's far from the rest of Montreal. And that's the reality. And it's, hella, and, it's, and it's hella English too, by the way. Hella like you go English. to the store, it's English. Like everyone's English. Go to the drive-thru, English. Like, like it's the Montreal. Basically everyone's English. Yeah. Which makes it a different experience and worth specifying. But yo, with that, I like to start it. This whole question is a bit of a story. Um, it starts out with my girlfriend. One time she's washing the dishes, right? And she's got her phone out and she's playing that Black Eyed Peas song. I got a I, feeling. Yeah. She vibing, she dancing, she washing dishes and, and whatnot. And I look at her and I have this epiphany. And I go, when the fuck did this song become chorus music? Right. And I say that because if you think about this song, you run it back like 10 years or so. This is like middle of the night party music. It's the vibe. It's the positive energy. It's always playing when great moments are happening. Run it 10 years into the future. It's the song we play when we're washing dishes or working out or doing some boring shit that we kind of want to wish we were back in the fun time. So we use the music like that to almost revisit that shit. And that was big for me because it made me think about how music is like on this journey. Like that song, it's a song, so it doesn't change at all. But we changed so much that the purpose that song in our lives evolved so much. It got me thinking about the 20-year-olds. They'd be running around bopping off with the pop smokes and whatnot. They have no idea that that's their future dishes washing music. They don't know that when I heard pop smoke, I started washing dishes to him and shit. And that's just the way that the circle of life kind of goes. But in relation to artists and the musical journeys that we all go on, and let's be real, battle rap, it's basically a musical journey in a different format. And... um base uh everybody in the interviews and the stories when everybody's talking about it they all kind of start at the same part 
They started this adolescent phase. They're like, yo, my first favorite rapper is this. Yo, I got into rap. I started writing it. And it's always like 11, 12, 13 and shit as though there's nothing yeah. in life that happened before it. But the fact that the situation is music is on that journey since time. With regard as to which hospital you popped out in, there was probably a song playing in the room and your little baby self was absorbing some energies and shit. And I say that because I can remember vividly being like five years old up in Coast St. Luke. And my dad's got like in the apartment these great boxes in the living room the amp and the preamp and the tape deck and the radios and shit with the wires going to speakers all over for that bootleg surround sound experience and he'd be busting his led zeppelin tapes and that kind of shit throughout the daytime and at the nighttime as mc mario club mixes and shit pumping out straight from the montreal clubs and whatnot but my mom she's more on like discos and musicals and like you know Mm -hmm. love songs and it's like these two completely different vibes mix that in with the pop music and all the different stuff that's happening throughout the 90s and it creates this entire soundscape of influence that impacted me and influenced me greatly before I had any control over anything that I ever listened to. So with that, Mr. Machete Trevi, I was hoping you could run us back to the youngest Machete Trevi you could remember being (laughs) and tell us a little bit about what it sounded like to be you before you had any Um, control over the sounds. Bro, see, that's the thing is... um, before I had the, the 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 first music I heard that I was like, oh shit, I need to buy more of this was rap music. And I must have been like eight or nine years old. And before that, it was just like, I don't know, whatever my mom played, which was like fucking 90s music, you know, and 80s music and shit, like fucking 80s rock. Was music like a big part of your household? Trust this shit. Everybody oh, cares like, about this stuff. Like when I was younger... I don't really remember music being a big part of my life, like before I was like maybe eight. But when my mom had a boyfriend that we lived in a townhouse, I was telling you in Point Claire, and I kind of grew up a bit in Point Claire and went to school there. Like he was like super into metal and shit, like System of a Down and fucking shit like that, you know, like 99.9 The Buzz, like yeah. alternative rock. Like like a big part of my youth was alternative rock and uh and just rap, bro, because I was always just looking for rap and playing rap as a kid, like even seven years old. As soon as I got internet, you know, that's what I would do. I used to have to bring my mom to the fucking HMV because you had to be over 18 to buy the albums and shit. Say word. Like, so, so let me understand yeah. that. You grew up and you were like seven, eight years old. You get access to the internet. And then is it YouTube or you start that discovery? No, no, there was no YouTube yet. Like, so how are you finding I'm fucking music? 30 years old now? So what? Uh, how? Like uh, the first rap shit I had was the Space Jam soundtrack. It was like a fucking cassette I got from HMV when I was a kid. Like a little, like not even a CD, bro. It was a cassette. And I, it was dope, bro. There was Method Man on there. There was Busta Rhymes on there. Yeah, that soundtrack like, is ill, actually. If you really mm-hmm. think about it, for like, it exposed a lot of young people to a lot yes, of bro, big it's names. It's a big soundtrack. It's a big soundtrack. And that was a big movie that I loved, too. And I love, like, I just loved hip hop. You know, ever since I was a little kid, like, I loved the, the drum and the drums and the just the beats and shit, you know? That's wild. I never thought about a correlation between Space Jam exposing a whole bunch of people to hip hop. But like, there's got to yeah, be bro, a bro. lot of people who did <laughs> get it from Space yeah, bro, Jam. I think, I think so. Facts, bro. There was Space Jam and like Eminem and shit when Eminem dropped. Uh, like, Eminem I remember being huge. like, okay, super influential to me, bro. Like, I don't know why. I guess it was easier for for Fifty Cent and Eminem to reach my ears as a suburban kid from Montreal, you know. But then, like, fucking Public Enemy and EPMD and shit. Like, I wasn't I wasn't old enough for that to get pushed to me, right? I was still a little kid, so like, the shit I was hearing about, like. 
was the shit that was popular, right? Which was Eminem at the time. Like this guy was like, oh, he's controversial. He's this, he's that. Everyone's talking about him. So that's the shit I heard. And yeah. that's the shit. Key, and I liked it, you know? Low key, I really think a huge part of Eminem's like mega stardom is the way he got grouped into the bigger censorship norm battle at that time. And had it not yeah, bro, been he like fuck, that. He's like, dude, he's, he's one of the guys who got it the worst out of all musicians ever, bro. There was like fucking groups like threatening to fucking kill him and like religious crazy people trying to get him censored and whatever bro like, straight up church protests like that guy was getting cancel <laughs> cultured before cancel culture was cancel culture exactly bro but it's but it's uh but it's cool though like, you know it's just when you look back on it you're like oh that shit's normal now like almost <laughs> so like the like the shit he was saying bro was crazy you know he was talking about like raping his own absolutely mom. like it was wild but the thing is i do like in defense of that shit it felt more like a real protest against dumb laws that was like relevant to make at that point. And then like South Park was kind of like pushing the boundaries at that time too. And it felt like different because you couldn't just say fuck. Like we couldn't have yeah. just, we couldn't have gotten ad money and said fuck in 2000 quite the same. Like you had to That's be Howard thing. Stern. Thing, yeah. So like the world done changed Basically. in a way where the need for that level of shock culture to push the boundary isn't the same. Well, I think bro, yeah, honestly what I think happened is People realized that it was super profitable, so it became more used and more prevalent. You know, mm, but then like look how much Eminem sold while being crazy, right? Like while saying the most. Yeah, that's like, facts, actually. Well, I mean, he's trying <laughs> like, to you do know, it again just, now, but it doesn't feel the same. Everyone, bro, everyone will do anything they can to get famous now. Like, there's so much ridiculous fucking, like, I'm gonna do the most outrageous shit for clout on the internet, and that's it, bro. Like. And, you know, back then that shit wasn't popular, you know, it was like more like, okay, I guess I'll be outrageous and record it on an album, like make music videos of me being outrageous. What else could you do? You know, you couldn't just go wild and get viral on like TikTok for fucking lighting yourself on fire and shit like that, you know? Yeah. This world and to do like Jackass or whatever, like MTV was like a whole show, you know, there was like those movies they made, uh. Yeah, I was just What's watching some shit on the CKY and shit. Yeah, there was the CKY, the Jackass, the what everything else those dudes got up to, the offshoots and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's dope. I, yeah, I like those guys, man. That's a big part of my childhood. You're one of the first people to bring them up, and it's wild. I just watched a YouTube video about, like, I think it's Bam or whatever, and he's trying to, like, yeah. get back to normal, but his life's a little derailed oh, bro, right this, now. His life's ever since Ryan Dunn passed away, yeah. he kind of, like, bro. But yeah, I didn't know how influential like shit, all that shit really was, um, and how big it really got. I I kind of missed it, like oh, when huge, man. when Jack. Huge. Actually, I suggest Jack you read the. Uh, I suggest you read the uh, Steve O's biography, autobiography. Yeah, I might do it's that. Really dope, real. bro. It's really dope, actually. It's a uh, like a good insight into like how fucked up these guys really were, you know. But like at the end of the day, like these, they're not bad guys, you know. They're just like fucked in the head. So, um, with regards to your childhood, before we move on. If you weren't that huge into music when you were super young, were you up to other stuff? Bro, I played football when I was like starting six years old. And that's kind of like when I started getting into like rap music and making friends and shit mm. like that that were, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like before that, to be honest, bro, I don't remember that much. Um, like I said, I had a single mom. She worked all the time and I was basically just at home or being babysit by the people who lived in the duplex in Seneville and their daughter, like it was like this older lady, her name was Suzanne. I still remember, you know, I, I left there when I was five years old, but Suzanne and like Marianne or Mary Jose, her daughter used to like take care of me during the day and shit. Like I remember being at their house, but I don't remember much about like what I was doing, you know? 
All right, so I don't know, think I did that much. No. That's nifty stills because the football kind of answers how you ended up getting exposed to music even more, right? Because, you know, it's soup. Well, just friends, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I had a very culturally diverse childhood because I was in football, you know, like, there was everyone from every, like, background played football at one point, you know? So, like, I don't know. I just met a lot of people uh, from all over Montreal. Yeah, that's nifty stills. And I say that, it might not feel that way for you because you're just talking about it, but believe it or not, nobody answers this question the same. And it's stuff like, yo, parents, check that out. If your kid goes and plays some football, look at the diversity element you can bring into their life. Like there's actual knowledge yeah. nuggets baked into what you're saying that you might not even be thinking of because I'm but, hearing uh, it. But a real, a real knowledge nugget is, I don't know, man, putting your kid in football. I had like three concussions mm. before I turned 16 and like, for developing brain, it's probably not that good. You know what I mean? Like, I remember taking my, me and my boys would grab each other's face mask like this and just hit our heads to amp us out, like amp up, you know? Like, we would just like smash heads, like, because you're wearing so much pads, mm. you just like, you feel invincible, you know? But it for sure makes a difference in the long term. Like, yeah, that's actually a big time knowledge nugget I never thought about. I was not a very big athlete in terms of life. So, yeah, there's, well, there's a lot of brain damage in sports, like, especially like uh, boxing and, and, and football and like fighting and shit. Um, so I don't know, bro, like a, a big part of football is like, you know, the risk when you sign up and uh, you do it for the love of the sport. Cause it's a beautiful game. So, I mean, I would never discourage anyone from getting into football. It's just like, if you have a kid, make sure he's pretty good. And, or uh, like, cause you could, there was, a, I remember a lot of kids were too small and shouldn't have been out there. Like, they would get benched. Their parents would get mad that their kid's not play playing. They're paying this money for their kid to play football, and he's not really playing. But, dude, you don't want your kid to get fucking smoked, you know? Like, you have to – I don't know. No, it's that's that's a big tip. If you're playing a full-contact sport and your kid's, like – especially when you're young, it could be the difference of, like, six inches between height. And that, I believe, is a lot of mass. A big, I'm a big guy, bro. Like, I'm a big guy, and I got banged around, you know? So this yeah. goes to show, like, you know what I mean? No, nah, it's important stuff. I actually really appreciate that tip. I never thought about it like that. Um, but I, I've been thinking about getting into like football coaching, actually, like coaching the youths and shit. So I don't know. I, I don't know where to start, but it's something I'm like recently been trying to get it, like thinking about. You know, yeah, there's got to be a bunch of youth programs out in the city that. Oh, hundred percent. They all need. They all need for sure. They all need help, bro. It's just about starting. You know, it's a big commitment, man. That part I respect too. That you, yo, that's a big tip. Don't commit to shit until you can commit to shit. Exactly. That's that's me with music, man. If you want to bring all this around to music, oh, we will. Uh, you notice I have a lot of battles out. If I had the like, if I had control over that, bro, I probably would have like, not there wouldn't be a way to watch my battles. I don't think because I've never been a guy who thought I was good enough to really put my music out, put my art out. I kind of keep it to myself and. I kind of try and get so, like, I just, I'm a perfectionist, right? So I hate all the battles you played before, bro, because I look weird. Uh, I don't deliver it the way I practiced it. Uh, I don't, like, you were saying some shit about choreography. I don't even really practice that, to be honest. So it's almost, like, improvised on the spot, and it doesn't look good to me. I look awkward. I don't, but so, so there's shit about it I don't like. You know, I'd rather have the perfect look and looking at the camera at the right times and doing all that shit, I would way rather all my battles look like that, like the pros do. And I wish I could like, I would, if I could, I would erase all my battles and like restart maybe with a new name and, you know, maybe pick 
just just you know i don't know like i'm not saying i hate all my battles it's so weird just... for me to hear that like just in general because i don't agree with your perception of the situation in terms of watching yeah but that's battles. the thing right like but that's why i have no music out like you can't find any of my, like you maybe you could find three songs in one mind. verse because i found it exactly. for my reel uh that somebody featured you on that you clearly couldn't get pulled or whatever um <laughs> And like, but yeah, no, I have no music out really. So, yeah, I mean, Zalmanel in the comments music. is like, that is not weird for me to hear. Like, I guess I'm the opposite. I put out like shit and I'm like, progression over time is a real thing. And that to me matters. I don't care if my like 2012 shit sounds whack because my shit today sounds I. But the fact is, like, I like that growth yeah. angle. That's why, like, I'll watch yeah, yeah. your first battle and be like, damn, and then see your last battle, like, where you fucking battled a sock. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything about your presentation in that battle was like art to me it was like you sat there and you like really were bored with it because honestly and no disrespect if you watched this Raiden um, the way he came at you was really wordy and like it had this air to it was it. just bad bro it just and wasn't good you came with like this like eh you're not impressing me much some real Shania Twain energies and shit and I felt that <laughs> And then, like, you pulled out the sock and everything about, like, your build-up and boredom in the first building up to this. Bro, like, that was that's dope. Everything about yeah, that's dope. <clears throat> Everyone loved that shit, actually. Everyone thought it was really well put together. But For some like, reason, I thought it was so stupid. And then I was I, like, I hope this shit worked. It was, it was great, man. It was like, I saw the comment and I was like, okay, I didn't watch it then. But watching it now, I'm like, that's fun. To watch. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so fun. And, like, personally... But it's because of, like, the way you built up your verses, too. Like, it wasn't just, like, it, like had you had done that round one, it would have been corny. <laughs> so, but you see you see the difference between the, the first battle against Savage and now, right? But, so, imagine there was a new battle rapper who came out. But, look, now I mastered, like, really looking at the camera, my body movements. And there's a new guy who comes out who's dope at all that shit off the jump, bro. He's going to get, he's going to level up way faster than I can from the point I'm at now. But that has... And it's just, it's not, it's not that I'm salty or anything. It's just that like, I've had opportunities that didn't pan out or things, whatever, didn't go a certain way for me where I'm not where I could be. You know what I mean? Or maybe I didn't put in enough work. I feel like and all of us. I don't know. I feel like a rebrand could be good for me too. You know? I don't know about the rebrand part. I, I, I can't comment on that. I don't know enough about your future desires. Maybe it's it's worth doing. Maybe not. But pretty much everyone I talk to in Montreal has the same general sense of I'm not where I could be for a lot of reasons. And the young ones are absolutely going to have a much easier time. And I think it's a beautiful thing because it means we did the work to allow them to have think, that happen bro, a bit. Because, yo, when I watch the, the stuff you guys did, like that gives mm -hmm. a lot of people something to strive for that didn't exist before, you know? Like, at least here, I don't know. Before DMS, was there a lot? I mean, there was that little King of the Dot run with Lil Pesci, all respect. I didn't see yeah. that. I wasn't involved then. So since yeah. I've been involved, it's just what you guys have done in Montreal in yeah. English that I've noticed. But it's still, like, it's a tight-knit uh, community, bro. It's very, like, I see the same faces at every event. Um, I know there's support online that I don't know about. Um, but, like... I don't know, bro. It's like Montreal is not really the city where as much as we all love it here and it's home to us, it's not a, a city where you blow up out of. It's not a city where you make connections in the music business or in battle rap business. Like if you have to go to the States, man, it's plain and simple. Like, you just you just have to, bro. Like, just, 
everything's there you know it's they're 10 years ahead of us in all all assets of of that you know the entertainment industry like connections politics they're they're ahead of us there's no debate no i agree i just think weirdly because of covid you can now be in the states and be here and it's legitimately viable for a lot of content enterprises just my life's a little bit of a testimony to that i'm like deeply now like connected to weirdly enough like poison pens little circuit because of who i'm doing interviews with on the next shit i'm doing with end of the week and it's like i'm not talking to battle rappers and shit like i don't want to talk too much but we're even discussing shit like vr battles so like yeah and i'm in montreal I only been in no, no, bro. I know you time. can go. I know you can. So it's I like, know you can build up a bro. Pornhub is is in Montreal. You yeah, know? So I know you can build up. I but know you can build up an online. I think online what happens is that like, like you know a lot of my theory is is that there's not a lot. Everyone wants to be indie until you talk about business. Is really where I think the problem comes, and it's not a Montreal problem. I've talked to people in too many other cities that parallel the Montreal problem. I think it's just an indie problem. Everybody was like, fuck a label, and then didn't look up what labels did. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. And in Battle Rap Line, <laughs> nobody did, looked up what Direct and them and, and like fucking Lush One were doing. Nobody looked it up. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked up all of the things. So yeah. That's the indie problem. <clears throat> that's what I think it is. Right. And there's not enough people that want to be booking agents. Everybody want to be an engineer. <laughs> everyone wants to, yeah, everyone wants to rap, bro. Or everyone wants to do everything, you know? And they, but nobody want to be so a booking agent. And nobody want to... No, there's certain roles that nobody want to do ever. Like, nobody want to yeah, be that yeah. guy. So that role stays vacant. The city doesn't get it. And most cities are kind of like that. Um, yeah, that's fair. There are a lot of stories of labels screwing up artists. But what I'm saying is in the indie game, you kind of need to do all the jobs a label did. And somebody has to cover all of that shit, you know? So... When you look at an indie scene, regardless to where it is, there's like a lot of things that are really weird because the the artists believe one story and then anybody that gets into the business believes a different story. And those two people mm-hmm. really don't synchronize well in the middle. And I don't know how to fix that problem. That's basically what I'm trying to do with this show is, is work on education. You know, we hear about everybody's right. stories and we figure out all the pieces to the puzzle and what can we do with that, you know? <laughs> so like I hear what you're saying about accomplishments but still your journey is just like bro you get paid to battle you get paid to rap yeah do you know how many of us get paid to rap i get paid to podcast kind of it never was about music i don't get anything that much off of music hey bro i'm not trying to like i know what i did is cool it's just that like i don't know bro like i'm just hard on myself and i guess that's why i'm better than a lot of people you know facts that's why i win like almost every battle is because I'm like I I think I'm so I think I need to be so good that it end the end result ends up being good anyways you know even if it's not perfect I hear what you're saying um I just think it's cool to leave that shit out there like and, and to release the less than perfect stuff because it's probably going to connect with people better than you think it will Yeah Weird. um but yo so let's go back to your like 8 or 9 right and you start no i'm kidding that's that's how the show works bro it's like tangents but really i do care about your life story and shit you know that's super (laughs) important stuff man like look at it like if anyone's ever gonna write a wiki page somebody has to have that shit down somewhere facts bro it has to come from somewhere (laughs) um so yo when you're like eight or nine and shit you start getting into hip-hop proper all of these guys are influences you have access to the internet 
pre-YouTube. Huh. Um, are you a Napster kid? Wire. You're doing all the LimeWires Lime, and Kazaz. LimeWire, Kazaz, WinMX, fucking had them all, bro. BearShare, fucking. Shit. There was so much fucking torrenting and websites, and that's how I found a lot of everything, you know? That's how I found basically everything on the internet. So you were in that cool era of downloading and you're running it at that age though. Do you have a desire to like be part of music or are you just like a fan of it bumping it? I was just a fan, bro. Like I fucking had pictures of fucking 50 cent on my wall and shit, like a fucking weirdo, not like covered my wall, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If I would fucking get a hip hop magazine and cut out the rappers and put them on my wall and shit. Like a fucking, yo, like a fad. That's the word. Yeah, basically. It's just basically, but then yeah, but then eventually, bro, you think, oh, I could do this shit, you know, like so I could what, fucking. When did you have that moment? Well, must have been like fourteen, thirteen. Like, there's some songs I put on fucking Facebook when I was like sixteen, maybe or fifteen, that are like rap songs. Like, oh, yo, this is my first ever rap I recorded, and I had like a little rap beef with some guy at high school. Where like we made tracks like dissing each other, and I was like, <laughs> or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, that's I don't know, bro. It was never anything serious at all. Like it was like nah, but that's kind of like the start, I guess. That's kind of dope. Still, at sixteen, I yeah. was still in the writing poetry and like yo, read my lyrics phase of life. I wasn't. No, it was no probably it must have been before. Shit. It must have been before sixteen though. It must have been like fourteen, which is dope. Like I know it's yeah. when you're looking at it, you're looking at your quality and skills. But I'm hearing it. I'm like, man's was fourteen years old figuring out how to put out diss tracks against man's in the school. That's actually fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's funny that it went full circle and then I started battling because that's something I never thought I would do, you know? Like, battle rapping is something I, I watched as a kid. Um, like, Thesaurus and Ilmac. We used to watch, like, their freestyle battles, like the WRCs and right. shit like that. And uh, Scribble Jam and whatever. And then uh, then I, then battle rap became more written, like, really written bars. And, like, I think that first transitional period was super awkward and... <laughs> I stopped watching battle rap and then uh, until many years later, man, like maybe 10. But in that time is when I did my whole knowledge of, of hip hop and going back and uh, digging through the crates, as they say, and uh, learning about Cool G rap and being a fan of that guy, being a fan of Scarface, being a fan of all those guys, you know, that basically is that style that I try and go for, which is just hardcore rap music. I just, uh, I love that shit, you know? No, that's crazy. when i heard sorry i was bringing it back to battle rap that's no, no when worries, i man my boy showed me uh jc versus chilla jones i don't know if you've ever seen that battle but uh, they battle in like a shoe store yes and bro it's just like a it's a classic you know like all three rounds classic both sides and i was like oh, okay they can do this in the written era now like this is what they're doing and it made me just like go off on battle rap i became a huge fan because i like lyrics like i've always been a guy who liked lyrics and shit so um battle rap kind of when music got dumbed down like battle rap kind of took the lyrics like as much now as like everyone does, not everyone wants to hear fucking a hot 16 on a on a on a beat anymore like no one wants to hear fucking punchlines and shit in tracks they want to just dance and have a good time you know like what, the I, Black okay, Eyed you know what I actually think it is um because i thought a lot about that it's like 
the best pens are arguably in battle rap. Like battle rap is something that rewards. Yeah, hundred like, percent. In my in my opinion, at least, like the best pens in all of rapping is battle rappers. And then a like, lot of, of like a lot of people who do the hot sixteens will often say similar stuff to what the battle rappers are saying. But when battle rap does it, you get this whole extra with it, the whole theater, the in your faceness to it, where it just doesn't come off the same. Hearing similar bars on a track. No There's no because. Honestly, bro, now that I'm at the level that I, my peer, who I consider my peers in battle rap, which are good, really good battle rappers, um, like they're better writers than all those guys who do like hardcore rap music. Like, you know, like any guy who's like doing lyrical miracle rap on a 16, they're not better writers than battle rappers. They're not, you know, like a lot of their bars are like really easy and like easy double entendre, easy metaphor easy simile like it's not layered like a battle rappers would but but it's on beat in a different way that battle rappers don't need to be because battle rappers are free from the beat right so that's why a lot of battle rappers can't make music i think battle mm -hmm. rappers don't care about hooks like and shit like that to the same degree or a battle rap hook is more about a hot punchline the way a stand-up comics punchline delivers and a musical hook's mad different mm -hmm. yeah well a hook yeah compared yeah you can't compare them and then songwriting requires a lot of musical hooks. And I find that when I hear <laughs> battle rapper songs, it's like the hook game comes off to me in the same way that you're describing the way lyrical miracle rappers are compared to battle yeah. rappers. So it's like that's exactly. where you see like the transition. Exactly, bro. And like I remember talking to Iron Solomon about this and he was like, yo, when you're in battle rap mode, it's like nearly impossible to write songs right. And when you're in like songwriting mode, it's like nearly impossible to do battle raps right. And, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's, like, these completely Makes different true, skill bro. sets and shit. Yeah. Nah. It's true, bro. I, that's why probably why I've been having a hard time writing fucking music lately. <laughs> I'm always in battle mode for the last four years, bro. I, I, I slacked on music, you know? I didn't make that much music. I mean... I made a lot more when I was younger. Arguably, if it's a game of branding, you've done a lot of interesting things for your career to make sure your name is known. And you can yeah, always man. make uh, that's why I, later. <laughs> yeah, I want to put out a, a tape soon. I'm thinking of just, you know, rapping over, like, beats that I like, like classic hip-hop beats, like whatever is fucking, whatever I like, you know, like just brodying the beat and putting out a mixtape, maybe like eight tracks and just rapping bars. That way I don't have to think about a producer. I don't have to think about nothing. I can just record these and put them out for free for the people. And I think that would be a good way to just start it off, you know? Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with it. We'll get ready. Because I already started writing bars for it, so you know it's coming. I mean, I look forward to seeing y'all get into music and shit. I think it's good for the city and culture, and I love the idea of y'all mm -hmm. making songs. It's usually, like, I relate more to the battle rappers. who, Like, a lot of the battle rappers who write songs, when they really get into album mode, who I've interviewed at least, tend to make really well-written albums. Maybe, I don't know about mm -hmm. mixtapes and bars, but when they finally get into album mode, because they all know how to yeah. tell really immaculate stories with words. And it's, so I'm looking forward to hearing some of y'all guys get more into uh, the albums and shit. <clears throat> but yo, you said you were like dissing dude in high school. How are you recording this music? Oh, I was recording it with a fucking uh, a headphone, like microphone plugged into my desktop computer. Uh, at home like no mixing anything just like throwing no. it out. no no just, bro just literally like go like audacity 
like drag the beat on press record with like a one dollar microphone and just like record my my raps because all i cared about was lyrics you know what i mean right i didn't put out real that's why i never really pulled out mix and mastered songs and branded and cd like i've never done that shit you know i just rap i'm just trying to be a better rapper before i could do that and i figure if i rap so good one day someone's gonna want to make music with me where i don't have to pay money you know what i mean like i don't want to have to pay money to rap like i should be the rapper that comes and is good at rapping better than whoever else is could be there rapping and that's what i do you know that'd be dope for me that's my that would be like a that's what I've always been trying to do. I've never been trying to spread myself too thin, you know? Never been trying to do fucking beats. Never been trying to book battles. Never been trying to own a league. Never been trying to do, like, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. Yeah. It's because I know my lane. I was like, I kind of get that. I mean, as far as music creation goes, I decided I'm never going to be a producer or an engineer. I accidentally mm-hmm. became a recording engineer on some Save Money tip. Because if you can Word. just record your own vocals, like, yeah, of course, but yeah, you can press record and whatever, but you can't do it the way it really needs to be done. I can, I can play shit. I know how to not play yeah. stuff, so I can like fix my own flow. So like, let's say I right. fuck up a bar and it doesn't sound like ass, I can like slice it, move everything, make sure it's perfect and shit. See, bro, me as a battle rapper, not nah, like I would have to redo it if it's not perfect. You know, I I talked to a bunch of producers and they're like, you know, you can just do surgery, right? A song is a is like not. A, a live thing and i'm like i know bro <sighs> i know that's what they all do that's what that's what most guys do you have to still do surgery after but if you can one take it it's just easier for like for for everybody you know mm. like if Facts. you can perform it like if you don't if you're not reading it off your phone like most guys like if you're reading your verse off your phone you're already down a like you're at a disadvantage you know i don't know I've read i know it could be some quick shit even if you could you could <laughs> swag it out but you could swag it out, but if you rem- memorize it and come with it, like, in your head, it's you know going to sound happened? way better. I don't know. Some people can be like that. I reached a point in my life where it's more like I'm writing the song in an hour, and that song's got to be recorded in about an hour after sometimes. So I don't have mm-hmm. the luxury of memorization no more. You can learn how to read and make it sound fly. I'm, I've read my whole But you do, career. bro, because instead of doing that, you could write that song and then instead of recording it that next hour, you could fucking rewrite it. Like make just keep writing it until nah, it's, dude. I know, keep going. I over was actually it. remarking on your guys' shit coming into it. One of the biggest deterrents for me being a battle rapper is how fucking slow I am at memorizing shit. Like I look at mm. how like you were like because in your battle against the first dude, you were like all you have to do is write it in a week, practice that shit for two weeks, da 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 da, da. and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like, it might take me like 15 hours, 20 hours to memorize some like six minutes of rap on a real tip. Yeah. So like, I'm just, nah, I learned how to like, I'm not saying everybody can read, but I learned how to do it without memorizing it. I know how to memorize the flow when I deliver it, when I have the words yeah. in my face, but to literally remember words verbatim and shit for, I have to go after the songs recorded and practice mm-hmm. that shit for ages for live. Like I put like a <laughs> yeah, good... but no, but see, but you could practice it before you even start recording it, right? Like you just you try and do it before you ever press record. Yeah, like, but you, like but while you're writing, even while you're writing it, you try and memorize it, like what you've done so far. At so least, I memorize the flow whatever. and the melody, not the words. Flow and melody I have memorized. Yeah, but the words, nah, I'm learning it as I go. Honestly, it doesn't take that long. But like, <laughs> yeah, like, but see, like that's maybe maybe your style isn't like as dense. 
as maybe mine, you know, it would be because be. I really care, bro. Like every every syllable has nah, to every be syllable has to be perfectly. my guy. Sometimes it is. It's just that I've I'm completely a studio artist type person. I'm not like Where? it's completely different. So we mm-hmm. end like my goal is to end up with the same. You know, I have every syllable has to be clear now. Like if every syllable right. to me doesn't sound nice, I feel weird about the track after. Um, but I. Okay, I'm way better at taking the 80% than the 100 than you. I'm not saying 100%. But mm-hmm. um, nah, it really matters. Like, I'll really do it. It's just I've never bothered. I learned how to read it. Like, I'm just saying there is a way to read it. I feel like a lot of professionals mm-hmm. just read because they write the shit and like an hour course, later they record course, the shit. That's what I, yeah, of course, there definitely is. You know, I'm just, for me, you know, like I've been a guy mm. Who I feel like if I'm reading it, I kind of just like. But maybe get you can like it, memorize man. the shit quick too, because I'm getting like, yo, bro, I'm watching you deliver this shit like with immaculate perfection. Where like, yo, I could put 15 hours in and not be able to do that. It might just yeah. be you and have some of that memory. shit. I wrote that some some of the some of the shit I wrote like the week of. You know, like a lot of my rounds are like my third rounds and shit are pretty last minute. So. Yeah, no. Um, like maybe I'm just a shit but, rapper but like, or something. Like I'm not. Like I could be yeah. like the not Jay Z guy. Like there's the Jay Z types. I'm not that dude. It just takes me Yo, forever. That shit, to that shit doesn't make sense to me, bro. Like this guy comes out like just he doesn't even have to write. Like just it's a, like what? <laughs> but I don't get that shit. Yeah, no. I'm just saying. Like that's what impresses me the most. Like songs, it's a lot less words. Battles, there's no hook. A hook is like half a song. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's most of the song. Like, it's how the song gets known, you know? But um, that's, that's fire, though, still. Like, like I love this this kind of discussion, by the way, because it's so interesting to hear how other people care about it. And you're like a dude who mm-hmm. uh, who gets paid for your craft, which makes me take you more seriously about your opinions yeah. on things in general. Yeah, um, um, I get I get paid mostly when I do, like, a off-brand thing because I have two leagues that... I really battle with which is dms and king of the dot and the gz platform that they had to come up through the ranks and uh so those are the only two leagues i really care about to be honest like so far like i would i would obviously accept the url battle but uh like when someone else wants me to battle i'm gonna like i take it like it's it's a bigger thing to me than i think most people take it as as an up-and-comer as an up-and-coming battle rapper um they sell themselves short and kind of like, they'll be like, Oh, someone else wants interest in me, like fire, like, you know, like someone cares. But like, if you build your brand on exclusive leagues to a certain point, well then those small leagues will eventually be willing to pay you a lot more than they would. If you were just like, this is my second battle. Um, Cause when I was coming up in DMS and I had my first three battles and then I did a PY, which is like a before GZ, like I did a GZ battle. And um, I was getting hit up every week, bro. Like more than I ever get hit up now by small leagues and shit. Like way more, you know, like a whole bunch of people, yo, come battle this guy in this league. Like I've never heard of none of this. I was like, bro, fuck this. You know, I was just like, I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to say no any yes to any of these. And I only ever did battles on my home league and whatever. So when I finally did start accepting small league battles, they had to pay a, a, an amount that I was satisfied with. And they actually did, bro. So. It just goes to show, I guess. That's a big you know, tip still. You know what, yeah. though? I wonder if rappers can learn from that. Because how many of us go perform for free all the time? Exactly, bro. Like, But but music is different, but it's still the same thing. You're right. Like, you have to... What a better lane was, was my boy, he used to be SRH. 
Oh um, my gosh, SRH is legend. Yeah, I grew up with him, right? He's from Valois. Same from Point word. Two and shit. Yeah, we went to the same high school and everything. And uh, like that guy would do his own shows. Like he would put on together his own shows where like he was the one making money off of it. You know what I mean? At, at the end of the day, like he would feature artists and he would do like, oh, SRH's album release party with all these people who bring their own people and whatever. He's the one at the end of the day who gets profited off. That's the way to move. You know what I mean? Like this guy made solid albums on his own. Built up his name to where he can put out yeah, shows. SRH was whatever putting out music like at a league above like a lot of people. But that's what I'm saying though. That's what exactly what I mean. Like, and then he now, bro. Like I told you before, you have to go to the states, bro. If you want your music to blow up, if you want to meet the right people, if you want to be known for anything, you have to go to LA, uh, Atlanta. You have to go to Miami or whatever. Any all these places that Chicago, New York. Like you have to meet people in these places that push your career. You know, like you can't just stay here. You cannot, like, it's not going to pop off. Like, you'd have to get very, very lucky. Like, even Drake, bro, spent a lot of his career in Houston, uh, Memphis or whatever. Like, he has his dad is from fucking, he's, he, I think he has his American citizenship shit because he's half American. And yeah, so, yeah, like, it interesting just goes to show. point on Drake that nobody ever talks about, but you're right. Like, he spent a long time, especially during the Young Money era. In the South, bro. He even he raps about it all the time. I was from the dirty South. Like, I saw guys in the summer with diamond chains and fucking fur coats, and I was like, holy shit, like, I need to do that. Like, that's why he did, that's why he brought that swag up North, and that's why he's, you know what I mean? It's like, you have to have those connections around mm. North America around the world basically so i, I just want to be clear i agree with you entirely about this connections games yeah. i think every first of all i think everybody has to travel like you can't be yeah, talking man. about like best of anything if you ain't ever seen anything but montreal facts bro facts bro it's just the way it is you know and then like through travel and um i don't know network me, bro network you have to put money into going out like before i ever got booked on kotd or a ground zero or got given a, a chance to to try out for that league i went to events in toronto and met everybody mm. i wasn't a weirdo i didn't That's rap in anybody's tip. ear i didn't rap in nobody's ear you know I, I was cool i smoked piffs i was just chilling you know i went to watch the battles scout see what it's like see the vibe uh apply it to when i finally got my chance yeah uh, i like yeah, the, the see the vibe tip i saw somebody's performance recently in another city and they didn't understand that it wasn't montreal and it really hurt them in a, in a competition mm -hmm. setting and i'm like Oof, yeah. you got to read the room that's a big tip but that's i love what cool. you just said there about doing the homework of uh you have to go on reconnaissance missions bro you can't go into something blind like you can't like even like even chrome brought it up in our title match he said uh you were in the crowd as a fan at DMS 20 and then an Chrome DNA, right? That was the first DMS battle I went to. And like, you know what I mean? Like I had to go see what was good because people were asking me to battle like on that league. So I was like, okay, also I'll go look at it, you know, whatever, go to a few events. And I was like, okay, yeah, I could do this shit, you know? And then I did my tryout and I knew the vibe. I knew what I had to bring, you know, to, you know, it's just, you have to do that in everything. Like for another example is Chrome had a battle in London, UK, in England. And uh, I happened to be like on a trip out there. So I stopped at the event, you know, and uh, and uh, I saw everyone, it was cool. Like Eddie I was there, uh, Gannick was there. Uh, I met all the UK guys and I met Shox the Rebel and shit like that. And uh, Shox was the owner of that league that that, that the event was being held at. And, and I was like, yo, what's good, bro? Like I'm, I'm Machete Trevi, no, 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 no. He's like, yo, I know who you are. Like, why didn't you tell me you were coming? We could have had a battle for you, you know? No, 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 no. And I was like, oh, well, bro, 
I don't know you. I'm not going to hit you up online and and ask for a battle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, now you know me. Next time you want to book me, like, hit me up, you know? And I was in fucking London. So he was probably like, oh, shit. Like, now he knows me, you know? So next time I'm in London, I, I could have a plate, no problem. Oh, that's like, a big tip like what you're that. saying. Um, there was a, you have to go on reconnaissance missions, bro. You have to fucking go. You have to go scout before you fucking make your But it's also, like, room. a big tip I learned... Um, just doing this, right? Most of the relationships I have with people in Montreal now are super internet-based. Like, the number of people mm -hmm. I've even met in real life that I know versus online is really small. Like, even meeting you for that brief moment, bro, that takes yeah. you out of, like, the realms of internet people. Like, like I've looked in <laughs> exactly, your eyes bro. for a second, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it made me realize that, like, nah, there is a lot of power in what you're saying, especially if it's business involved. Because, like... The biggest tip I ever got in life came from Urban Logics. And he came to me and he okay. was telling me about Fat Joe back in the day. And how Fat Joe used to go to everybody's show, even if he hated the person's music, and bring like 50 deep to everybody's show. And then you look at Fat mm -hmm. Joe's legend today and where he's at in the yes. game and the respect he has. And you think about it. Fat Joe went everywhere, always mm -hmm. was there, always brought people, always showed love. And then the whole world mm -hmm. elevated Fat Joe to like Grammy status and shit. I well, don't that's, know if you want. That's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what New York City was in, in that time, though. You have to understand that, too. You know, like people were outside like that, you know. But like, not everybody in the New York City went to people's music shows they didn't like and showed love, even if they hated Yeah, that's them. wild. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. That's the extra though, part of it. It's weird. Give me one second. I'm just going to get some water. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, but go on. So it's like, it's politics. He politicked really well in that moment, and he showed like via action something that was like really important. That if you go show support and you kind of read the room, people are gonna see that, remember that, and later on in life when you do in your business, that is something go they're gonna remember. So in a sense, it's just yeah, expanding man. on the reconnaissance part and applying a bit of exactly. like, tactics to it. That's too. what. It he was probably scouting, but it's, it's cool to bring a squad of 30. That's just legendary shit. That's why that's some him and shit I can't do. Terror squad. Real with you. Well, that's terror squad. That's New York shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's back in the day shit. People used to just have to link up. Like, yeah. I remember growing up, bro, it was like, you li we were literally outside. Like, you would go outside during the day and you would link up with random people on your way and you would end up being like a big group of heads, like up to no good. You know what I mean? And like, it was before everyone had phones really with data plans and like, and I think even if you were older at that time, like it was like hit me on the hip, page me, like I'll get back to you when you fucking can. Like no, 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 no. Like people were outside, bro. They were gooned up. They were. It's not the same as now. Now you can be gooned up and be in a fucking Zoom meeting, right? Like we are right now. Yo, but it's actually really to... bad, right? Because when I'm trying to get people to like show up in real life to shit, like now nobody want to show up to anything. Like, it's wild. We'll see. Like a lot of people be we'll like, see. I wish there was this. I wish there was that. But really, people like are so comfortable and I'm, I'm not saying people won't go back to real life events like dms gonna throw battles i'm gonna go to a battle i've never been to one before there's gonna be crowds Word. coming to it but like i guess what i'm saying is a lot of people because of the convenience of the way remote work has happened and just in general habits like people don't necessarily want everything they think they want and that's what i've learned yeah. over the last couple of years and i don't know what the future is gonna hold I personally can't wait to go back to fucking crowded spaces full of people being full of germs. Like, I just want to be in a oh, giant yeah, you, fucking germ fest. I kind of like my space, bro. I like a little bit of my space, you know? I want to pop like, I'm in. More, I'm more germophobic than I used to be. I used to just touch metal door handles and not give a fuck. Like, mm. metro doors, bro, push on it. You know, I would never know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, maybe oh, not. Use my elbow and shit. 
definitely I'm more hygienic than I ever was in terms of washing my yeah. hands like a motherfucker and shit like that. Yeah, it's fucked I up. Got I don't know if it'll ever go back. I don't know if I, don't I can know go if back. It's bad to wash my hands this much though. I'm not hating this. But like, yo, the second I can go indoors without masks a minute, um, the second I can like fucking Yeah, masks, what up, bro? I don't know why we're still even doing that at this point. Like the states dropped it, UK dropped it, like let's just fucking let it go, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a like yo, I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't have a strong take either because I don't really care. Like, I got used to it now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm fine with it. Whatever, bro. Like it's like I'm more like I don't know how I'm supposed to I've gotta go back to the office place in a month and I'm like, oh shit. I have to go be around right. people. <laughs> How do I behave again? <laughs> That's the parts I'm like, cause yo, like, I feel like everyone's gonna feel the same way, man. It should be fun. I'm gonna be like, no, oh, okay. Yeah. Low key, I'm like really excited. At first, I was like, fuck, blah blah blah. They're only saying two days a week yeah. though, so two days a week sounds like paradise. Actually, you get two days to go to work, bang out. Those are your meeting days. Boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, it's dope, Three man. days at home, grind out the work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I miss I miss the like organic connections that come from being in a room full of people. Yeah, I remiss before cell phones and shit like that, like social media, like when we would actually, like I was saying, be outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm happy I got to enjoy the tail end of that. But like even looking back further on like the 70s and 80s and 90s, like I really wish I fucking came up in that time. Like that was peak humanism, you know, like peak humanity. Um, I think it must have been so much fun, bro. Yeah. I, obviously, we have we have a lot of cool shit. Like the internet is fire, and like we know a lot more shit on the fly now. But um, just the organic the organic connection you had with people back then was a bit different. And I I see that I saw the tail end of it. And it's I mean, I grew up kind of like that too a bit. You know, like we used to go mm. to the park. I found out like, yeah, bro. my parents used to send us to the park so they could fuck. So we used to have to like spend hours oh, at the park. Hey, I found out after this way it is. <laughs> but like. Um, so we spent like hours at the park and shit and like, you know, you would just meet the neighborhood kids and shit and like, I don't yeah. know how kids meet the neighborhood kids no more. I don't know if that's a thing they do. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't I guess really there's still school and so. shit, but now there's Zoom school. Yeah. <laughs> it's different, bro. Like my, I might have a little brother. He's 17. Uh, so when I was like 12, he was born and shit. Um, so like. He's grown up in a time with fucking, they've always had social media. Um, he's not like big on it. Like, oddly enough, like everyone he knows is like a big social media expert and shit. And That's he's kind of like whatever, lo- he's low key on it. But like he, a lot of his childhood was playing fucking games online with his friends. Uh, like not really that's the shit that's wild like yo i'm definitely from the like two xboxes in a basement with that fucking wire playing halo type shit Mm -hmm. you know like there was yeah no i was outside in that era so like i don't really i like you know like i played video games sometimes like i like video games don't get me wrong but Mm. i don't know i was outside a lot more than my little brother was that's for sure no, and my true. older brother. My older brother was more like you. Like, he liked to stay at home with LAN parties and shit like, <laughs> shit like that, you know? Yeah, I wasn't. Well, I mean, once I became a teenager, I was more stay inside. But I was in cadets, so I ended up doing a whole bunch of weird cadet shit. So I had my fair share of... Air cadets like, or what? Air cadets, yeah. I went to one West word. Montreal squadron. Oh, word. That's dope. I did that for, like, in grade seven. One of my boys I made in high school, 
Uh, we were like best friends in grade seven. He got me into all kinds of weird shit. And that was one of them. Like this kid, he's like, yo, come be air cadets, you know? And I, I lasted like a few months, bro. But I was like, this shit is not for me. Bro. I can't do this I shit. found out I could get a pilot's license. And I got real mm-hmm. like committed. I was like, nah, this mm-hmm. be it. And I spent four years. I was like a year before I was supposed to do it. We moved to the West Island. I switched to a new squadron. And yeah, yo, bro, you can't. You went at Riverdale there? Yes, I did. I went to the Riverdale on yeah. 803. That, that's the one I went to. That's the one that's I went to. Imagine we were there at the same time for like that, because well, it's possible. I'm four years older it than is. you. <clears throat> yeah, so it is possible. It might it might have been like just for like a quick minute, <laughs> you know. I have no, I wouldn't remember this for real. So I show up and I find out everybody in this squadron wants to be a fucking pilot and they've all put five years in and they're like, you're a dork. We don't want you here. You have no place here. Holy shit. And Holy I got shit. like peer pressured out. I quit that year because it was like, I, yo, oh, we got, wow. I was like, it was just because we moved, bro. Otherwise, I'd be a pilot right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. Yeah, the West Island was fucking, bro, savage back then, bro. I mean, the I, fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, we ended up on Hyman and Sunnybrook. And I found out later that Bucktown is wild. I didn't actually. It's actually wild. It was wild out there back then, bro. I got... People think it was like suburbs and shit, but Russia was wild, bro. Like, I wasn't in the wild, wild. I was adjacent to the wild, wild. But, like, still, yes. like, my, like, apartment complex taught me a few lessons in life. Like, don't let people in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, bro. Like, yeah. The West is a small place. That's why I'm happy I don't live there anymore. Yo, you know small, what it is? Bro. Being 18 there. Is trash actually like I was in the West. I was in Dollar from sixteen to twenty one, or something Word. like that, and it was garbage. Like yo, I mean, I don't really drink a lot because I couldn't drink and drive, and I was really about that. And so I would be like driving to parties in the city. I I, I really was, and uh, so I That's never so drank, cool. and I just smoked weed. And then I found out in the yeah. West Island, you just smoke a lot of weed because. Everybody yeah, just because you can. There's all these beautiful places to go smoke pot all over the West Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's like forest. I used to live across the street from a fucking forest, dude. Like in the middle of Dollar. Yeah. There's like that random ass nature path thing, and I was across the street from it. So we just go smoke weed Word. in the forest all the time. And it's like when I was fucking seventeen, um, my mom and my stepdad like at the time broke up, and uh, she like could only afford a house in like Ontario. So speaking of moving, bro, I moved when I was 17 to fucking Ontario, like at right at the border. And I had to go to, I, I was in grade 10 at uh, Lindsay Place. Okay. And I had just finished. And then Shit, you might have been at fucking... Lindsay Place with my brother. Who's your brother? Adam Roy. Oh, say a word. Why do I... Oh, Adam Roy's your brother? Yeah, I'm holding Roy. It's the last name. Holy shit. Yeah, word, he's bro. my little brother. Yeah. He was a... You... He was a wild kid, bro. <laughs> I know all about that shit. I know all about that. I was, but I didn't know was, about it. He was back weird, bro. I haven't heard that name in mad long, bro. Yeah. He's Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit, bro! What? I have memories of him, but I don't remember them, bro. Yeah. Oh shit. Nah. That's... I think he was in my grade, dude. Yeah, it's possible. He was like, yeah. he was like three years younger than me. Uh, he was like ninety-two, right? He's born 92? in 91, but January, so I don't really know how all that shit works out. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a year older. That's hilarious. But yeah, that's my brother. Because, um, yo, I was like, wait, <laughs> Lindsay Place at that time. That makes sense. And then, like, yo, I found out Lindsay Place was way better than my high school because I went to Wager. Where did you go? Wager. Where? Wager. What's that? Wager. What the hell is that? <laughs> it doesn't. I was in the last <laughs> grad class, so it's deaded. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is dope because they took us to La Ronde because they had all that like we saved money money so they took us to La Ronde so that was fire okay but um, it was in Cote Saint Luc it was the school oh, okay, okay. that if you got kicked out of or like you were super poor you ended up at so arguably Word. it was like the Riverdale of that part of town is but like Word. less white people by percentage no people percentage. bro people that got kicked out of Riverdale went to Lindsay Place bro <laughs> Lindsay Place, Lindsay, was place like, was Lindsay Place was like Lindsay Place was like a giant ass mix though of like everything. It had like really That's what I'm saying. Whereas yeah, like super weird. Wager cost forty five dollars a year. Oh, that's wild. So like it was that school. And uh yeah. yeah, it was wild. Um it was it was really just like that. It was super poor. Um like we the 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 school sold all the band instruments, so it was like a running joke that your school would have a Wager band instrument in your fucking thing. There would be a WHS on one of your instruments, and almost the entire okay. island. Like it was like we were that school that was like, and then it closed. Word. We were like four hundred and eightieth on the list. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, there was some wild <laughs> shit. Like they told all the the dudes who were failing in grade eleven, drop out. You're not gonna graduate, so just go to adult ed and start it. Like it was some weird shit you yeah. saw happen. Yeah, bro, I had a wild fucking educational experience that kind of turned me off from school. And I've only been only now thinking about going back to like university and shit. But like when I was younger, I moved to Ontario when I was in grade, like ending grade 10, like I'd finished grade 10. And they were like, yo, your credits don't transfer over because I, in grade nine, I had started st- skipping school and smoking weed and shit. Mm. So in grade 10, they like put me in this like program called Genesis where I was like fucking like in the same class all day with another group of delinquents bro like who ended up being like lifetime friends like some of them but anyways uh like it was just a a mess you know but anyways when i went to ontario they were like yeah your credits from that shit don't transfer over so like you're in grade nine again here and like you have to do till grade like grade 12 and then you could go straight to university you know and i was like what the fuck like okay whatever and then like ended up just like skipping school, getting caught smoking weed, getting kicked out of that school um, and going to the adult ed out there. And then like, by the time I turned 18, which was like a year later, I was like, fuck this. I had like met a girl, we moved to Calgary, like just like that with like a few hundred bucks. Like I just lived in Calgary. That's wild shit. Like already your life has some fucking crazy adventures going on. Yeah, then I lived in Calgary for like a year and then I moved back to the West uh to st anne's hold on what's it like living in calgary when you're young is it like fun? dude it was it was like a it was an experience bro i had a weird experience because i ended up working with like people from israel and fucking it was just like a i was like a salesman and it was like fun bro but it was different it was wild were you like making music know, was, and stuff at that point or were you just like living uh, I, I was i was making music when i lived in ontario and before i left like when I, before i left to ontario like at the end of high school like high school when i said i was writing a little diss tracks like that was with someone from Lindsay place right and then i fucking rap dissed people in fucking ontario too and then i moved to calgary and like did that shit for a while and then moved back and then i started working you know and i kind of got more into a work vibe and i've uh, been working ever since bro and uh i finished my high school though i went back to cartier in the west right. and uh banged it out like i did an equivalency test and they were like yeah like you know this shit like you're in grade 11, basically finished the shit. No, 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 no. I finished it quick. And uh, yeah, I've been working ever since, bro, basically. But uh, I'm thinking of now going back to school. What do you want to study? Uh, maybe communications and creative writing. That's fire. There's a lot, a lot yeah. in that world right now. It is like. Yeah, but that's the shit I like, you know, and, and I kind of like 
sports. So it'd be cool to be like a sports writer or like a fucking football coach and a teacher or some shit. I don't know, bro. You know, it's it's dope, bro. Or keep doing like what like journalism and I like shit like that, you know? Journalism's fire. I mean, even with what you're doing with the podcast is fire. Like that's huge. Thank you, bro. Block Party Podcast, check us out. But yeah, before mm-hmm. we get on to that, let's run it back. How did you end up becoming a battle rapper? Oh, this girl uh I knew through a friend. Like uh she was like a friend of my girlfriend at the time. And so we would have chill, like you know, she was like her good friend. We would chill, we would smoke, we would laugh. This girl was hilarious. And uh I don't know, bro, like once me and her broke up, like I still like thought of her as cool, whatever. She hit me up. She was like, yo, like you should try out this rap battle shit. No, 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 DMS. Like I'm boys with the person who owns it. No, 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 no. It's easy, you know? She's like, you should try this shit. And I was like, nah, fuck that, you know? And then every few months, bro, yo, like you got to come try DMS. No, 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 fuck that. And I was like, nah, 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 fuck that. And then every few months she would hit me up, you know? And eventually I was like, fine, fuck it, whatever. What do I have to do? And she's like, yeah, just like send a little verse of you rapping to uh, to meet to, to Feezy, you know? So I send him like a 16 bars verse, like I recorded on my balcony or some shit. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I book him a battle. So he booked me against Savage and you watched it. Yeah. And after that, it was, that was a rap, bro. Like it was already the best ever. <laughs> so you came in with that. Um, and that's like a preliminary battle. So let's say like, if you want to be a DMS battle person, you have to go through like a tryouts process. Um, yeah, exactly. There's a D- run DMS. Um, you have to do your run DMS. Right. Um, if you're good at that, like if you exceed expectations, then you'll go straight to the Belmont, which is where we do our big events where you're on like a stage and there's a whole like show basically. Um, yeah, but like right now we're hungry for artists. So any rappers in Montreal who are think you're good rappers, I guarantee you're not as good as you think you are because you can't battle rap and I invite you to come to DMS and get body. Y'all are like, we can't find battle rap. We can't find anyone to participate simultaneously. Y'all are going to be trash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly, bro. Nah, that's fair. Um, So as you're going through the battle rap process, I mean, you did that for, you said four years. So you started and you just kind of, that's been like your main focus. What's, Battling? Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. And... Tell us a bit about the process of going through this being a battle rapper, preparing for a battle and all of that stuff. Because, I mean, you might, my audience, those that are not there, are not the battle mm-hmm. rapper types. We're like a bunch of outsiders usually. So anyone we're, that watches it from my site isn't going to take this stuff as inherent. So we're like just mad curious. Like, how do you do this shit? Yeah. Um, I don't know, bro. I just fucking get my opponents, first of all. Like, I know who I'm going to battle uh, once they book the battle. Uh Sometimes, like, that same day where I block in the battle, like, where someone hits me up and is like, yo, you want to battle this guy? No, 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 no. And we agree to it. I'll get, like, a bit of uh, adrenaline and I'll write some shit. Like, I'll think of, like, okay, like, his name's this. Who is he? He's done this. Like, uh, and I'll think of some shit. I'll write it out in my notes. And then um, I kind of lose interest after that, that little burst. And then when the flyer drops, like, when they announce the battle online is when I get, like, a next one. And then I'm like... Okay, no, 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 I write some shit. I've put it together. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I go over it sometimes. And then I lose interest again. And then once, like, it's the week of the battle, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I have a battle this week. I should probably, like, start caring about this. 
And then like, I spend every day obsessing about it pretty much for like the last three days up to the battle. And then, uh, yeah, bro, I just do it. And then you walk I could in. be better. That's my problem is I should really put in more work. That's, that's my main problem. I, think. I mean, arguably you do a pretty good fucking job for some, I procrastinate and force myself to work type dude. <laughs> yeah. Thanks bro. But it's cause I hold myself to a certain standard, I guess. I mean, I can't tell you you got to practice more or whatever. That's all on you. But, like, I mean, sure, we could all do better and whatnot. But mm. at the end of the day, it's it's super interesting to see, like, that you f- motivate yourself like that. Maybe if you, like, practiced all the time and you, like, prepare, over-prepared, you would be, like, facing other demons. Like, now you mm. have 1,200 bars ready. Which bars do you use in like? Because yo, like I'm, I don't know what the right formula is. I've actually heard people describe a bunch of shit like getting early. Like I never am the type of person to start a writing assignment like too early. Like if I got a time mm-hmm. limit, no, I'm not doing it too early. I need. I am. That's why I'm a shit memorizer. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't have good practicing, yeah. but like, yo, as long unless I have to memorize it. Maybe I'll try a little earlier, but even then, like, my writing and shit, the last minute, and then I bang on mm-hmm. fire, and I try as hard to, like, maintain a balance between that and Word. being, like, prepared enough. And, like, I don't I know. find a lot of the best guys, bro, like, in battle rap, they write the day before, bro. Like, I've seen fucking Chrome write, like, everyone considers his third rounds the best of all his rounds. And, bro, he writes that shit the day before, like. He writes it the day of sometimes. Like he's like, like freaking out. Memorizing this shit. Because he writes it like him, he's different from me. How I told you I write like little bits and then I piece it together. Him, he fucking writes from like start down. So like if he can't get past a certain point, he doesn't keep writing. Whereas me, like I'll be like, okay, fuck this segment. I'm gonna go over here. I have this shit I could work on. I'll think about because me, I remember my shit in chunks, you know, like I have little chunks or like everything rhymes it's all a chunk it's easy for me to remember if i just remember the first the way it starts and the way it ends and the transition you know what i mean like everything else in between just becomes like so easy you, so what i'm hearing from you and that's interesting is you're just like remembering fours rather than like 16s let's say well it could be four eight, it could be fours it could be eights it could be seven six it's battle rap right so it, right. it goes as long as i want it to but i think of it just as a little chunk like in my notes like, I don't put an enter, enter until, like, one section is done being wrapped. Then it's, like, enter, enter. It's a new section. Even though it's the same round, it's, like, a new paragraph, you know? But, like, they can be short. They can be long. It's just, like, that much rhymes. You know, like, it's all perfectly rhyming and shit. And that's how I, it's easier for me to remember like that. But Chrome writes, like, top down. Like, he'll write, like, one bar at a time. And he won't continue until he memorizes it and keeps, like, you know what I mean? Like, He'll memorize it as he writes it. So once he gets to his third round and it's the day before, well, he's writing it and he's memorizing it at the same time, which is like, he's a, he's a, he's crazy for that. But like, it makes sense when you think of it like that, you know, it's not like he's put together like a big thing that he, then he has to memorize as one big thing, which is what I do. He's just like memorizing and writing, memorizing and writing, memorizing, and writing. Oh, it's the last day. Like, oh, fuck. So how, keep memorizing how long does it take you to like set up? Like if you were to like, put a total hours on an average for a, a battle i've tried to do that actually because in my notes like i'll have the screen time of like like the week before i battled raiden black or whatever i looked at like the screen time i spent on my notes and then i was like how much am i getting paid for this battle and like is this fire and like it ended up being like very fire like it was like i spent like maybe 10 hours in my notes 
or eight eight to ten hours in my notes and like by the time that was done like that was it you know like i didn't write much of that battle the week before, no like, I, until the week of the battle arguably eight to ten hours like the sock shit i thought of like I, if i really like were to put eight to ten hours of effort into like memorizing rounds, i probably could do that like that's like no no the memorizing it the oh. memorizing it is more time than the notes because i'll turn off okay. my phone and try and memorize it right so like that's just the screen time I spent writing. On, okay, like, okay, my okay, notes okay. Racing, moving shit, like whatever, writing, like sounding it out. Obviously, memorizing it, I have to read it at some point. But like that was the time I spent on my phone. Um, but there was, there is time where like after, like the day of the battle or the day before, sometimes like I like to say it until I'm comfortable, comfortable, which could be like only three or four times, really, bro. Like I could. I I because I, I remember it in chunks. As long as I remember my transitions and how everything starts, like I'm good. And then once I feel comfortable, I don't want to say it too much because I find the more I say it, the more corny it gets. Sometimes. No, I know. Some I bars are silly. Yeah, I go through that Some when I'm doing is, uh, verses, like when I record verses. But, that, but you know why, bro? Is because that means it's trash. Because when I when I have something that I think is fire, I don't ever get tired of saying it, and I don't ever like mm. you know regret saying it. Like like I'm always like, okay, this shit was fire. Like. I love saying you know, it. And uh, you memorize it so easy, bro. I'm telling you, you memorize it so easy because it sounds good. It, it feels good to say everything's perfect. And you just memorize shit easier when you're fired, you know? And, like, the trash parts are harder to mem- like, memorize. I am never going to memorize stuff the way you do, dude. That just might be you have a superpower <laughs> I don't. But usually it, there is some tone. In, it's never, Usually it's not the words or the flow. It's the tone. For me, when I'm having those moments, my tone is garbage, and I'm not willing to accept that what I'm doing in that moment is bad. Yeah, and that's why it's yeah. Okay, I feel you what you're saying there. I relate to that. And that's why I hate a lot of my battles, bro, because the tone I have in the moment when they actually recorded it isn't the tone I had when I was re- rehearsing it by myself. Bro, I love that dry before. ass flat tone you have. It's so yeah, fucking it's, cool. It's not the, <laughs> but it's not the same as when I'm like at home alone. You know, when I'm like. There's no pressure of a crowd and lights and camera and action. It's just like you get so much more into the theatrics and the whatever, like being into it. When you're doing it, you're like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like, I have to memorize. I can't fuck up. I can't fuck up. And you stop thinking about, like, what else you could be doing, you know, to make it enjoyable for the for the mm-hmm. viewer. And that's what separates top tiers is they can put all that shit aside. And it's like they're at home, like, alone, you know? Do you do it sober? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like, sometimes I smoke weed and shit. Like, no, I have a beer or whatever, curious. but I don't get drunk. I don't get drunk, no. I was at, like, this thing with the Spectrax guys event the other day, and I did a round mm-hmm. before I did alcohol, and it was trash, and then I did alcohol, okay. and it was less trash. So yeah. I'm not saying get drunk. I don't know. I was just Could thinking be, about it. A lot like, of guys do it. A lot of guys battle. But I was nervous. Fight. And I said to myself, nah, this is nerves. It's not that I can't rap now. I'm just too nervous. It's, it's been a long time. So I did the little drinky-poo yeah. thing. The little tipsiness mm-hmm. kicked in. And I was like, mm, yeah. balls of steel time, baby. Let's, I nice, rapped bro. in French, bro. <laughs> and then I, I got nervous rap. I don't know why. It was not my best choice. So I flipped to English and was like, I'm going to not do that anymore. I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. But like, yeah, so I, yeah, mean, no, I, I definitely like should explore having a couple more drinks before the battle. I was like, that's the bro, issue because maybe. But the thing is, bro, is I'm tripping about memorizing because I'm last minute sometimes. So sometimes I don't want to get drunk because mm. I'm like shook, bro, that I'm going to fucking make an ass of myself. And I've know? definitely like, had my, my fear moments. is choking, bro. I've never choked really. 
Yo, you uh, guys do watch all my battles. I did. I noticed that because yo, I've definitely dropped a four bars here and there mid song. I've always recovered, but I've definitely yeah. dropped a full four one time. Yeah, for longest sure. four bars of my life, and then it kicked back in. <laughs> but I was watching you guys' performance, and I sang Chrome too, and and a few of the other guys even like it was noticeable to me that you didn't have to at any time repeat yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, uh, start like Woodman's battle. He had to restart a few lines. His, his, everything was great, but there were a couple times yeah. he had to run it back himself because he got twisted up or whatever. And that just didn't yeah. happen. I didn't see in any of your battles. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, I just keep it moving, bro, because uh, I think that looks better on cam. Like a lot of my opponents have done that, like uh, franchise. He He's like, but he's like a URL battler. You know what I mean? But he like, if he gets a reaction, like, He's gonna run it back. Like a lot of guys are like that, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes, especially in New York, like Montreal is a younger crowd. But in New York and shit, when you run it back, um, the crowd says it with you. You know, like if you just said it, like they finished a bar. Like if you're really good and you just said a haymaker, and you run back that setup yeah. punchline, you stop before you say the punchline, and the crowd says it for you, and then you keep going into your next bars, and that shit sounds fire, and it builds cadence back. You know what I mean, like. That's how you build up your cadence. It's just that in Montreal, our crowd, unfortunately, is like not too spiced. Like it's not too seasoned. So, so how do you season that's the crowd? Effect. Uh, bro, that's the, the the thing is, is they just need to see more battle rap. You know, like they, it's mostly people who are going to an event to have a good time. Uh, their friend's friend invited them to DMS battles. They're gonna check it out. Um, they don't really go to battle events. Like in New York City, bro, they love battle rap. They go to those events all the time. They fucking react, bro. They, is that what people, says, people here don't react the same. The DMS Sorry, crowd is something else sometimes. I'm going to tell you something. I, I know. Battle rap, being a I'm battle rap fan is a weird experience, especially because it's like uh, a light and day situation. When you watch battle mm-hmm. rap as a fan of music, the crowd is this like weird shit like they're misbehaved motherfuckers that are rudely interrupting the the performance and it's almost like you're like why is the crowd ruining this great rap experience and then you realize after watching a lot of battle rap that that's that's what it is like it's part of the experience and it actually is kind of weird when it's like the empty rooms with no crowd and shit and so like there's like a high education to become a battle rap fan and really appreciate all the nuances of what makes it dope at that level that I just don't think a lot of people have, to be honest. Exactly. So, and, and honestly, most people who are really big battle rap fans maybe don't live near a league and have never even been to a big battle rap event or like a big King of the Dot event or URL event uh, or even a local event, you know? And like, it's just, there's a huge difference in energy compared to when you watch battles on YouTube. Um, Compared to live battles, like I almost can't watch battles on YouTube because I know it's a completely different story. It's a completely different vibe. Like you don't feel the real energy. Like, and that's it translates in my battles, even, bro. Like a lot of my battles that people think I like say I won in the building, like I watch it back and I'm like, ah, maybe it was closer than than it felt in the building, you know, based on bars. But in the building, I'm telling you, my aura and energy was like supremely better than that person. And it was like unanimous that I won. But then the narrative changes after because on cam, it's a completely different thing. And that's why there's like this whole narrative in battle rap of um, like on cam and in the building. Like, you know, who won in the building? Uh, 
he won in the building, but on cam, it might be the other way around. Like, it's like a whole different, it's a whole like way people talk about battles, you know, because it takes that second rewatch. It takes that, that second to remember, like to notice everything and whatever. So, but the live battle rap feeling is, is something everyone should watch. It's something everyone should go see. Um, I encourage anyone to go see a battle event. That shit is not fun unless, except for the waiting around part, but the actual <laughs> battles are... <laughs> The waiting around actually, sucks at every event. So, but the key is to just go outside and smoke and not give a fuck about anybody. And then when you hear about a battle, be like, all right, I guess I'll go inside soon. And then, like, so, okay. you stay outside. So what do you do? Until then? no one's left. And then the battle still didn't start yet when you finally get back inside. And you're like, all right, I didn't really miss anything. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, you just actually touched on a big issue with, I think, a lot of events, to be honest, in the local. Oh, yeah, shit. man. That shit needs to get moved along, bro. I mean, I don't, okay, like there's two sides to it. One, you need smoke breaks, so you can't go the other route, which is maybe what the showcases do, where it's like back to 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 back, and there's no smoke break. And then the other side, if it's too much in between with nothing going on, it's not litty. And I don't know how to make shit litty. That's not really my like experience. I'm trying to learn about that, but how do you like? Feezy is pretty good at it, to be honest. Like sometimes there's there's live shows, there's like people doing music, um, there's. There's fucking this girl that plays the violin. What? Um, yeah. Like, there's shit like that. She does, like, hip-hop songs with the violin. That's actually fire. And, like, some there's been, like, comedy. Like, Sinical did, like, a comedy shit. Like, he did stand-up comedy. There's been, a, there's been like, beatbox battles. There's been uh, all kinds of shit, bro. Like, it becomes a, an event. Feezy's pretty good with that, you know, compared to when you go to fucking... King of the Dot or GZ or these events like URL, bro. It's literally just battle rap, and then okay, everything st- stops. There's they play music. You go outside and smoke for like an hour, and then you go back inside next battle, and like it's that's it, you know. Like there's no like entertainment other than just battles, you know. And and when there's not battles, it's literally just like stand around and wait for battles, like you know what I mean. Like whereas Feezy actually does like pretty cool things in the intermission parts you know mm. i wonder so if like other people really like that in between part and i'm not saying that like sure, but, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because personally i much prefer the not waiting around part it's always been not my favorite thing at shows but like there must be a lot of people who enjoy that shit if people like run stuff like that to this day <laughs> yeah shout out kairi kairi Someone in the chat. Yo, Zama, no, that guy is like. She's the one. She's the one who plays the the fucking violin. She's like a boxer too and shit. But that's like really like like one of my like things. I'm gonna go DMS shit this year because I haven't really been to any of them before. Um, but like, <coughs> with regards to like where stuff's going for you, um, the Glock Party podcast started at some point. What got you guys to like go on the podcast side of things? Um, fee, uh, me and Chrome, uh, we always thought like we'd be talking a lot of shit to the point where it needs to be recorded. So like we just wanted to make that content, and we kind of like are both the same as like we kind of procrastinate and don't do as much as we should maybe in the music department or the content department, and you know just branding ourselves and all that shit. So it kind of never got like done until like Feezy came on board and was like, Oh, y'all want to do this? He's like, bet. So we're doing it. He's like, I just bought all the shit. You have to send me the money. No, no, no. Like he, he was really like, okay, we're starting this shit. And he's like, I'm going to do all the moderating. And then no, no, no. he set it all up. He bought all the shit. We just put in money. Like Feezy's really the one who, 
who was like, you guys need to stop fucking fucking around and do this shit and did it with us. You know, he's a big part of the show. He uh, is a big part of the show. Yeah, man. And the Feezy reveal is coming. Don't worry. I saw you guys sauce. teased it in your thumbnail <laughs> and I watched it and I'm like, ah, there's no face reveal in this <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man. Uh, and, and you know what's fucked up is when because of the whole like, we're, oh, we're doing a podcast. It's all like a kind of like a stigma around like when we go to press record, we don't do the fucking like talking shit that we originally set out to do. So like we're finally getting to like, oh, okay, like, bro, fuck you on the next pod. Like we're talking about this. I'm going to body you. Like, you know what, you know what I mean? Like we're going like, to argue. We need to argue more, bro. I, I don't know if that's true. That's like a perception people have if you like look at it. Yeah. But you guys, you prove to me how smart you are. Like okay. <laughs> beyond the shadow of a doubt, like I, what, your first two episodes, you were kind of like letting Chrome. He was way less nervous than you, but like yeah. as you came in, cause you actually watched all their shit. I'm on like if I make a podcast, I should at least watch like two or three of them on some like karma yeah. shit. <laughs> like Learn. yeah, facts. Um, and I'm like watching the shit you say, and arguably you clearly understand stats and shit in a deeper level. Often you're a voice of reason, in my opinion. Yeah. And like as much mm -hmm. as you might want to go down some talk shit things, I think it's super interesting to watch you guys have a rational discussion about shit like crowd sizes in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't know. Like it's to me, it's more meaningful yeah. to not do the shit talk and actually yeah. use the platform you're creating for like showcasing this whole other side of you that arguably is not as prevalent on Facebook. <laughs> Word. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and I think... Yeah, I'm guys, kind of an asshole online. <laughs> but, like, when you're watching this, I'm like, say word, this dude, like, be reading and learning and coming in with facts and sources and, like, super well-thought-out yeah, arguments all the time. I was like, <laughs> damn, eh? Like, nah. Because, like, sometimes people might have opinions, but it's I feel like right. watching your show the way you guys have done it made me rethink everything, even about like DMS. You hear some chitter chatter and then I'm watching this and I'm mm. like, yo, Feezy sounds fucking smart too. Everybody be sounding yeah, fucking Feezy's smart Yeah, Feezy's a here. genius. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I really just can't enjoy it. I mean. Thanks, man. I appreciate you a lot. And it's dope. like, arguably, if y'all were just doing shit, talk troll shit, it would be like every other white dude podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't really mean shit talk troll shit. It's just that we have like, we actually have disagreements like on a lot of shit that's like ent entertaining as fuck. Like we both have good reasons why we believe a certain thing and we can both go off on it for a long time and we never end up like recording those like heated discussions, you know, which like they sometimes they even happen like right before we press record and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just ends up being like, it would be a funny clip, you know, like to make a little clip and put it online. That's fair. I think yo, that's why you do that on the Twitch. So you go live on the yeah. Twitch. You guys fuck around. Facts. We need to be. And then we need to play games and shit on Twitch. Um, and then you have that actually. side of yourself that pops up. Yeah, because this is all branding shit, yeah. right? Like, because really, it's like I. Well, would, no, I just yeah. Because your branding is like really about the complete package of who you are beyond the particular product. It's like mm -hmm. the product is the product, and then branding is everything else. And then does the product make sense to everything else? So it's like, 
the more people can get to know you guys beyond the image honestly in this mm-hmm. era it's like i hear you guys joke about getting canceled all the time and i'm like eh, you guys are pretty good influencers <laughs> like yeah. you guys just are yeah. influencers like clearly chrome wants to be jake paul a little bit and he's just living it up <laughs> and it's dope and and, but, and i say it like with respect because jake paul is a really good person not like okay i don't want to call him a really good person on ethical tips and shit i don't know him like that but he's a really good person to emulate if you're trying to actually get some clout in this game because he's managed to do some wild shit successuffully but bro Drake, uh, Chrome is a fan of all those guys that's why he's good at what he does you know he's, uh, he's a fan of like Drake and like all these guys that everyone hates that's super popular and shit just Justin Bieber like he's always been an early supporter of those guys because mm. I guess it works for him you know I'm not as huge a fan of Bieber I mean I like his music but him he's whatever. But Drake, I get it. Aubrey is like a fascinating character because, yo, I just saw that there's a patty place going out of business and Drake offered to buy it in Toronto. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. I don't know if he's actually going to do that shit. I don't think he's actually going to do that shit. But like, if, but like, Randy's patty is shut up, yeah. man, bro. But I'm pretty sure that they just, because, yo, if you read the article, they're like, we're old, is like <laughs> one of the reasons they're closing. Drake's money is a Yeah, good yeah like we're selling the shit, bro. <laughs> Like we're we're done. done. We've been doing this for 40 <laughs> years. Unless you're going to throw in a bunch of 20-year-olds to take over. Bro, unless, yeah, bro, unless you're going to come work here, Drake, freak off. <laughs> or send some OVO peoples. <laughs> but like, come make fucking Drake and Patties all day. I mean, it might be somebody down, but evidently, that's what I took from that article, is there's finances and we're old. And But yeah, Drake actually we're, does do shit like that, though, from what I understand. Like, he really does invest mm-hmm. in Toronto like that so yeah for sure bro respect he's, hometown hero, but... he's like a guy like if i was wealthy i highly would emulate down to the mansion and shit i don't care i want a giant ass mansion you can see on google maps um but like oh yeah what's your go-to inspiration lindell is asking uh, my go-to inspiration for for what like for battles and shit let's go with or battles for, like... and music uh grimy shit bro uh fucking Vinny Paz, uh, Cool G Rap, Scarface, uh fucking Conway the Machine, uh, Benny the Butcher, uh, you know, shit like that. Hardcore rap music is my main inspiration. That's the shit that I hear and I'm like, oh fuck, I should get to writing. Like I should <laughs> I should be writing right now. Um but I do love all music. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just that, like, I never heard, like, a really good soul song. Like, I love soul music, but I never hear a good soul song. I'm like, oh, I wish I could write a soul song right now. Like, um, <laughs> but I do hear, but I do hear, like, fucking, you know, like, a sick, sick bars and, like, a sick beat. And I'm like, oh, I love that shit. I want to do that shit. So, I don't know. That's, I guess that kind of shit is my inspiration, man. Nah, that's fair. Um. And, like, as time goes on, what are your plans for, like, the future of where you're going with it? So now that, like, COVID's coming to an end-ish, I think in March, real life kind of just spontaneously happens again in Quebec out of nowhere. So we get real life again. (laughs) I hope so, man. Um, I fucking had a really transitional period in my life where, like, I worked, like I said, for many years uh, until finally, like, I fucking invested some money, uh, got smart, uh, flipped some shit and made some good investments and got to a position now where I can kind of like choose what I want to do next. 
And like I said, I don't know. I'm thinking about going to school. I'm thinking about, I don't know, a whole, whole bunch of shit. So I don't know. I should, I'm just like procrastinating a bit or I'm just scouting like I always do. Um, I like to fucking take my time before I execute. So uh, that's a good question, man. It's something I've been asking myself every single fucking day. And uh, I fucking kind of hate the, I hate answering it and I hate thinking about it sometimes. But uh, I don't know, man. I'd love to make more music and more content. And I'd love to go back to school. I'd love to coach football. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Man, Who knows? Are, uh, yo, those are a lot of answers. Yeah, but I don't know if I like how to start all that. It's like too much, you know. I need to just do one step at a time. And I'm Yo, kind of like high key, but... bro. All of this shit, it's all project management at the end of the day, right? So it's basically yeah. like a whole bunch of people have a whole bunch of ways to do it, but they all manifest into make a bunch of lists and then prioritize those lists and then mm. basically take the ethereal. Let's say you want to be a football coach, honestly how to become a football coach it's pretty like google all the leagues in montreal find all the contact information discover which ones you care the most about hit up people send 17 emails find out the commitments you would have to make boom 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 mm. and stuff. like it's really like each one of these things has a logistical process attached to it yeah and it's just map out the level of effort so don't even like commit to anything you, you want to know is the level of effort to everything that you want to do Find that out, and then you can just look at how hard everything is for the rewards that come from it, and boom, you can decide what you want to do better in the right order. <clears throat> That's like the super Coles Notes version of fucking project management. Facts, bro. I, I'm just, honestly, it's it's my self-motivation, and uh, it's a big, it's actually a, an issue I have right now, and uh, it kind of, it's getting to a boiling point where, like, Something's gonna happen, bro. Um, I'm I'm not too worried about it because, like I said, I made some good investments and I have a little cushion that I did myself, which is like a very great feeling for me because I came from fucking nothing and every single thing I ever had was I got it from my damn self. And uh, to be able to sit here and 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 be able to contemplate and not worry about tomorrow or next month uh, is a beautiful feeling for me, even though it's not as much as I should have. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice little thing that I have going, and I. But I need to, you know, like I'm, like I said, it's about to explode, and I'm about to make a good move, you know, and I'm about to secure my future, and I'm about to keep investing in things that I like and things that I think are smart, and uh, you know what I mean? I do, and I don't see anything. Just keep grinding, bro. I Just mean, keep grinding. Arguably, you have a, a very detailed answer to how you're going to play out your future. So, I mean, that's a good. No, answer. I don't because I'm I'm slow, bro. Yeah, Sorry, but I don't know if you laptop. remember the tortoise and the hare story, but like slow and steady be winning the race a lot. Yo, it is more important. Look, man, I've been doing behind that suit shit for five years. Before I started behind that suit, it was almost nine months of contemplation and slow building before I took that time to commit to behind that suit. I don't even yeah. make choices. It took me over a year to become a TikToker. I had to take a yeah. year to figure out what I wanted to do with TikTok before. That's I... what I'm saying, bro. That shit so, takes time, bro. It's just like fucked up. I'm bro. Like, it shouldn't because then once you start doing it, you're like, what the fuck? Why did I wait? But arguably, <laughs> people who I find do that commit. You battle rap for four years 
and grow with it. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna. Claim- but it's easy, bro. Like you get you get a battle every few months. You write for it. It's like a side thing, you know. It's something you do, like you know, like instead of fucking. But you also took online, so just- long to commit to battle rap. So when you finally oh, felt it was the right time for you to do it after a long period of time, you were able to yeah. commit to it and stick with it. And arguably people be like wildly jumping on the shit and like not committing with it. Whereas I can't say I'm very successful at anything other than sticking with shit. I stick with shit. And I know how long Weird. it can take to find it in your heart and soul to like put yourself in the place where not nah, this is a thing I'm actually going to do. Sometimes I'll foster ideas for honestly years, dude, years before I'll manifest an idea because like it just never was the right time or some other bullshit I tell myself. But then mm-hmm. when you do it, you do it right. You don't half-ass it. You don't, you don't burn it. And if you only have one first impression for all your ideas, maybe you're just playing life the way it's supposed to be played and the rest of us is bad. That's possible, yeah, bro. Like we'll you came up with like five top level ideas that you're contemplating. You're financially secure and you're planning on still doing short term shit to ensure like, bro, like everything you said sounds like a guy that is actually moving forward in life with pure confidence. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. I'm no, I'm definitely growing, bro. Like it's just that when people ask me, like, what am I going to do next? I have a hard time like saying, oh, I'm going to be an electrician. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just when my family asks me, like, oh, what are you doing now? Like. You know, I have a hard time being like, oh, I'm going to be a fucking lawyer now or whatever. Like, I, I, can, I never gave an answer like that because I don't have one nah, specific bro. thing I want to do. You're just going to be an influencer. So like, we'll see. If I could push that, that'd be dope, bro. You, you're already pushing I just need it, to film myself more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. I would invest in your, your social medias a little more. Just being like, a t- yo, you know how easy it is to like, I know you don't maybe, or you haven't thought about it like that. But like, half your guys' rant shit. If you guys would just like TikTok idea battle each other, like on a mm-hmm. low key marketing tip, I would love to see happen. Um, let's see what happens. What is that? So TikTok. So you got you upload a TikTok and you and Chrome are going back and forth on an idea, and he has his TikTok account and you have yours, and you consistently tag each other, responding to each other, engaging with each what? other, and your back and forths that you wish you were getting on your podcast, and that would be fire ass promo for your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like little shits like that where it's yeah. the trick to me. And so she says shit. the same shit, bro. Fizzy always says the same shit about us. He's like, bro, you guys need to get up on your social media game, your content game. Nah, 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 nah. Like you guys have the the juice. You just need to do it. Nah, 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 nah. Everyone says the same thing, bro. It's just it's about us. Like it's exactly what it comes down to, and it's the self motivation. Mm. Have you I, ever tried? I, I have an issue with. Okay. I have an issue with what? You ever just tried doing it? Like you just tried it. Not like with commitments, just like tried it, just made a TikTok. No, no, not even. Yeah, try it like non-committed. Just try it like drugs. <laughs> yeah, I should, bro. Sometimes we don't do things because we know what's coming next and we don't think about how fun it could be. TikTok had one thing that happened to me that changed a lot for me and it was really positive and I wasn't expecting it. All of a sudden, I give a shit about video editing and angles and mm-hmm. things like that like Word. how to make it yeah they really matter and it, you know yeah, what tiktok does matter. man tiktok makes you feel like a fucking champion you just slide some shit and add an effect and throw a thing on and you fucking mm-hmm. making movies and shit and yeah it really built up my video editing self-esteem and now like Word. a real video editor i'm like more willing to fuck around and i'm like yeah. wow unexpected results yeah. from tiktok 
but that's what I want to get into too. I need to I need to edit more videos and shit. I'm telling you, man. If for don't don't even I don't even look at shit like that. Like I'm trying to be an influencer. Half of it's like I can get skills out this shit, and I'm curious. But like, mm-hmm. TikTok's really cool if you do want to get into video editing because it's just Worst. so easy. And then you're like on the bus, and how do I like capture the bus trip or drive trip or whatever, and like. How do I make this look cool? Then you play some fucking music under it and it's fire because you use <laughs> copyright and shit. <laughs> yeah. Facts, bro. It's just fun. And like with that lens, yeah. you mix that then. Once you're having fun, then it's like, okay, yo, Chrome, get your ass on this shit. <laughs> Facts. Facts, bro. Most shit's like that, I think. You just have to figure out how it could be fun. I like to you just got to get started, man. That's really what it is. It's to get, it's like a car, you know, it takes the most mm. energy to get it going. Then it like, Fast. once you're on the highway, bro, once you're on the highway, you're on the highway, you know, you're, you're going, you don't need that much gas to keep pushing. But when you're really just getting the car rolling, that's when it uses the most gas. And, and that's what it comes down to is you need the self-motivation to get through that pushing a boulder phase. What is it? What's up? So who's your favorite DMS battler that's not named Chrome? Uh... I really like Sean. And not Napalm the big Sean. names. Just like a Napalm Sean? Yeah, I really like Napalm Sean, but he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I like uh I like Tyrell, like when he comes prepared, he's got he's got talent. Um but he seems to not really, like you said, be fully into it. Um I like VIP. VIP is up there with my favorites. He's like Montreal's head ice. You know what I mean? If you know who Head Ice is. I don't know who Head Ice is. VIP is Montreal's Head Ice. <laughs> He's, uh, what's that? I'm like, I don't know who that is. I was going to Google it out. Okay. Yeah, no, it's okay. He's a battle rapper from Harlem, but uh, he's like an OG, you know? Mm. Um, it's He doesn't have like, he, it's just like one of those guys, it's like how you say it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And VIP is one of those guys where like, it's not what he's saying is necessarily the most intricate bar you ever heard in your life. But it's how he says it and where he's coming from with it that makes it dope, you know. The authenticity factor. I really like M.I. De Don for the same reason. He was dope, too, before uh, he got locked up. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a cool answer. I like that you can answer that. On that note, who are your favorite Montreal rappers? Like, just on a music tip. Uh, I like uh, Low Pesci, I guess. I like... Uh, Anima. Um, I don't listen to that much Montreal rappers, uh, to be honest. To be really, like, completely honest, I don't listen to that much. So I don't really have that many favorites. Like, I'm just saying Lil Pesci out of respect because I remember he had a nice album back in the day. Mm. But I don't really have, like, a big Montreal rapper that I listen to. Yo, Lil Pesci is a fire answer, honestly, says Zamina. I think it's a fair answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you listen to more? My bad, Montreal. I couldn't go more in depth there. Nah, it's cool. I'm curious about it. How do? Because like I'm on a mission to make Montreal look like okay. What I want is for people to listen to Montreal more. I figure Word. it doesn't matter what you like in a city of a greater area of four million people. There's got to be at least five dudes that you can fuck with in the city. You know, like oh yeah, definitely, dude. I definitely fuck with some guys like Loogie Badness and. Uh... Cizo and shit like I, I fuck with like a a lot of guys like I fuck with them and shit but like LK to Goon and K bands and shit like they're all dope but I just don't like I'm not like a fan of them you know like I wouldn't consider myself like huge fan and know all their music and memorize their lyrics and shit like 
a lot of my memorization skill, bro, comes from like I could rap so many fucking verses. It's disgusting. Like I know so many. Like I've memorized so many songs from the artists that I like. That like it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like I know so many sixteens that I could rap or like the with that. Like I don't know. I guess it makes remembering battle rap easy. But like, there's no really Montreal guy in that in my core. Like guys, I listen to a lot. You know. Mm. That's what I'm trying. Not many. We're gonna we're gonna fix that. I'm gonna work on that. Figure out a way to make you find <laughs> guys in this city that you're like, okay, I want to memorize this virus because it's gotta be somebody. It's just a matter. There's not of- Nah, dude. So I started digging. I got right, <laughs> dude. You gotta understand. I'm like mad interested in Montreal culture because I hear what we say about it, and then I'm going, mm, I'm gonna assume most of us aren't digging, digging. That's just my mm-hmm. thoughts. So that's so why I started my little playlist and shit. I'm putting together. If you're an English rapper in Montreal and you put out even a fucking SoundCloud track or a fucking one-off on TikTok, I'm going to find you and put you on a list. I'm going to find <laughs> hey. everybody in the fucking city so that you can be like, I fuck with Vinny Paz and I can go find you the five Vinny Paz motherfuckers because they're here. Yeah. Right now, yeah, I'm I know, but they're usually yet. whack, bro. I know that they're usually really whack. I'm gonna like, find the good ones. To be honest, like, yo, even Vinny, even Vinny can be super whack sometimes. You know, go and find the ones that are not whack. And yo, the other part of it you is know, a lot of the young ones, like the 17, 18 year olds, right now, are actually lit. Like they actually yeah. got bars and shit because they've been like Word, studying since they're yeah. like twelve, and they're like seven, eight years deep and shit. So. I'm not saying I'll succeed, but that's the mission. Yeah, but I'm nicer. I'm nicer, though. That's the thing. Like, you have to understand that I only look up to people who I consider, like, better than me, you know? Like, if I, I can't memorize someone who I think I'm way better than, like, are you sick, bro? I'm never going to want to, like... Nah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, like, there's no really rappers in Montreal that I think could rap better than me, like, at all. Like, and if they could, then come battle me on DMS and you'll get smoked. Like, Fine. you know what I mean? And... I'm Battle rap is the, the real essence of, of rapping, you know, so okay. I know I don't have enough music to really back that up and shit, but they're mad different things, right? Like I've heard you guys talk about it like exactly. that and I'm like, yeah, I would love to see what y'all do with the album album because album writing is where yeah, songwriters yeah, all of a sudden, that's the difference, yo, because anybody can make facts. a mixtape full of bars. Can you write a cohesive album? And everybody that goes, nobody writes albums like that, does not do album reviews. Because if you do listen Mm. to pretty much everything that comes out as a cohesive concept album, you might not think it's that deep. You might not love it. But like, shit, almost every album I review is a story. Like even Big Crit's last project is a fucking infinity loop. That's one of those ones where when you finish the album, it restarts and you can play it over and over again in the story. Well, bro, Big Crit is a big storyteller. Like, he's one of the best, like, fucking Amazing storytellers guy. I've ever heard. Um, in my opinion, he's up there. Like, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, have you ever heard that song? Sick. Crazy. Maybe. It's not even, there's not even, like, a beat. It's just, like, piano. And he's just, like, reading a poem, basically, that he wrote. And it's, like, it's really powerful shit that resonates with me, you know? And he's he's one of those guys who can really storytell well, you know, and give you the feeling of being there with him. I don't know that, if he could beat you in a battle, though. <laughs> Uh, he probably could, bro, to be honest. Like, well, I would respect, I would like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, he, he probably could, honestly, Maybe. if he tried, like, it's just that these guys don't see, it's not worth it for them. Like it's the, the, the win loss ratio, like 
what there is to gain from it is like nothing and what there is to lose i just think there's such different things like in a in a sense it feels like they're similar like i don't know that i could write a battle rap i know i could write some i could you could bro because that's how that's how hear hear me out so like i know i can scheme i've done some of that i know i can do every literary device that you would use in battle rap but i don't know that i could really do battle rap cool I would be like a, a dork doing battle rap, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, there, there's a lot of dorks doing no, battle but like, raps and they're fire, bro. They're fire. I don't know, man. They're Maybe like dorks. I could like learn how to do it. And I think like there's a context where if I really didn't like you, it would be really easy to write some shit on some like better thing. But like personally, I like I do the song philosopher shit you know like it's like i take to say a lot of like idea for me it just manifests better like in songs and shit like i don't know if i have mm-hmm. the right and en- i would do the kindness battle shit or like some goofy Word. twists so maybe yeah. i could get on board with that but like battle rap's a whole energy i tried it one time see, yeah but see, and I rem- see that's another thing and i remember that's another thing though, just bro, the way it, it felt isn't like it's hard exactly but it doesn't it doesn't have to be that you know it doesn't have to be like a lot of the written era um, now, especially when battles are not judged, is like, who writes better? Like, I could write cooler punchlines than you, mm. not necessarily attack you. Like, I find I do that. I still attack people. So people who watch my battles are like, oh, like, yeah, you really like fuck that guy up, you know? But like, some people just rap to to rap, you know? And like, there's a lot of guys who have carved out a niche, like even someone like Daylight. Daylight never rapped about fucking his opponent. He doesn't give a fuck about his opponent. He just writes cool shit. And, like, the crowd loves it. And, like, he just does his own thing and steals the show. Even if he's rapping about fucking nothing or shitting on stage or whatever the fuck he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so... There is a whole layer to battle rap that is not even confrontational. Where, like, you could just focus on yourself and just make it about you. And, like, a lot of people miss, miss that, fair, bro. Because but you're still going to have a lot of people in your that. face dissing you. And that's the well, other Well, then you just turn it. around, bro. Why don't you just turn your back to the guy? Then he'll look like a fucking idiot for not having any cool shit to say. He's just going to be angry at nobody. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's defense in battle rap, too. Yeah, I'm kind of with Zamina. I think you have to be extremely clever to be a dork in a battle and succeed and not look stupid. And I would just look like a dork who's battling, at least at first. And I really don't want to go Word. through that process, <laughs> to be honest. Then, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's... That's okay, really. No one's forcing you to battle. Nah, I don't it's just that I just think that I could write better bars than you, no matter what you do Facts. until you ba- until you battle. You know what but I mean? I, like, that's why I'm saying songs and shit. You might write better bars. I know that, like, I don't know. I write good songs. That's how it's I just feel my. Like I'm not dissing you. I'm no, not no, no. I don't you. even take it like attitude. that. Facts is, yeah, it's just my you absolutely in, city, you know? in like a rapping sense. A lot of you guys can absolutely write better bars than me because it's not really yeah. what I'm trying to do. But even bro, even writing about something, I could write. I could write very well. Like writing mm. about somebody is creative writing. Like being able to write three rounds about a guy and what you don't like about him or whatever is a, akin to me writing three rounds about the sun coming up in the east and setting in the west and all the things that happen in the like. It, you could write about once you could write a battle, you could write about anything, and that's why I want to get more into like storytelling tracks where like I actually write about something. Like I have a concept where I write about it. I make bars about it. Like I make cool things about that topic because I find it easy now because I've trained so much and done so many battles. I'm able to do that now. I'm able to write about anything. I'm able to write about a sock. You know what I mean? Nah, I respect that. I enjoyed the sock battle. I mean, I also love the competitive nature of it all. I don't know. Like to me, it's like... I'm I'm very competitive like all the time, you know, like in anything I do, I'm not competitive. So 
it just it just makes me want to do it, you know. I would love. I guess what I would love to hear what some of y'all do. Like, come out with a project. Like, you, you guys are like you say, and I don't even doubt it. I've like heard the descriptive nature of it. Better or worse, those words are weird in music because it's so much like my brand versus your brand at song level than it is skill. So like you mm-hmm. can come in with the most immaculately Back. written song, and then somebody comes in with some honestly a less bop. good written. A bop, bro. And that, yeah, that's the shit where it's like, mm, I know I got a mean melody going on in my flow right now. <laughs> but, it, but listen, but that's that depends what you like, right? Like, I'll that's... be a guy if I hear two guys rapping, I'll always pick the more the guy who went off more. Like his writing is way better. Um, I don't know, you know what happened, say... but somewhere along the way, I got into delivery, just delivery, Word. delivery. Yeah, it matters. Matters so much. And don't get me wrong, like when I think about your bars after. If they're weird, I'm not going to listen to that song again. But I'm so mm. happy to usher all praise. Because, yo, sometimes you'd be hearing these flows that people be hating on. And I'm like, you really couldn't do that. Like, you think you can do that. Mm-hmm. But you'd sound corny repeating the same line over and over and over again. And somehow, yeah. like, like Cardi B can be, like, up and it's up. And, and somehow it's a fucking hit. How the fuck do you write a hit out of up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck? And it's a lot it's to do with the mixing, bro, and the engineers and the million-dollar studio. And, and her fucking, delivery. It's a lot to do with that. She and the has, marketing. She has the this way of saying words that is just yeah. appealing to people. Well, yeah, she's also, yeah, even when she just talks, bro, it's like that. You know, like, you, you hear her talk and you're like, okay, she's talking shit. Like, she's really, like... You know what I mean? She sounds like, you know. My favorite, like, fucking song that came out of, like, the coronavirus is that Cardi B techno remix from her, like, coronavirus fucking little Instagram reel. Because she just says shit and it's entertaining. And, like, I don't think everybody can do that. I didn't hear that. Yo, it's just, I'll send it to you after. It's the wildest shit. It's just, like, two minutes of her being, like, coronavirus, the shit is real. And it's, like... (laughs) It's not like, yo, that was just her ranting on an Instagram reel. Somebody turned it into a song, and it's one of my favorite tunes right now. I can fucking bump that any day. And because her delivery of expressiveness is like stand-up comic tier. Like, she knows how to talk. So, like, yeah. I don't think a lot of rappers know about the del- You guys, pro- Battle Rap does. You guys know all about delivery. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, like, music's different. It's like, I think, like, stand-up... I, I believe that, like... Uh, battle rappers would make excellent stand-up comics because what you guys do is so akin to joke writing. Facts, man. And it's even like... Uh, the the difference is is that you don't have someone there to help take the pressure off, but at the same time, it's a bit easier because you don't have someone fucking yelling at you like mm. halfway through your shit, like every round. But like, that, like stand-up comedy seems intimidating to me because you're really just alone up there, you know? Yeah, that even though you're be... alone up there when you're battle rapping, like there's still like the, a host, there's still like the crowd. Yeah, that's no, there's involved. like a lot of people around you. That's one of the things I've always like took me a second to get used to a battle rap is just like there'd be like 30 people on the stage, and I'd be like, Yeah, this is very a crowded look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so used to like, like two guys. Like, I'd be before when I've done Belmont, it's with hip hop karaoke usually, and it's like me and D Shade. And that's it. Yeah, bro. I'm surprised the Belmont stage hasn't like collapsed when there's like 50 guys on it at a DMS battle, you know? But yeah, uh, yo, that's cool that you guys do it there. That's like, oh, that's one of the coolest venues in the city. I don't give a shit what anybody says. For sure, man. It's a dope energy we have there. But yeah, I don't know. Songwriting is just to me different, right? Because it's all about I have a message and I'm delivering my message and do people connect with my message? Mm. And so like skill of writing is like sometimes a handicap because, yo, if you write too good, 
all of a sudden it's kind of okay you know how like in battle rap when like i remember i was talking to that um revere guy and he was telling me he was doing shit they did this shit for dms one time and he wrote shit that was just too complex and he got murked like it was just too Dude. over the heads of the crowd that's what he said yeah he said that's like he, he was nah, like, bro i'm not even having it with that guy bro that guy's capping bro that guy came to battle rap and read the bars off his phone and it was incoherent nonsense bro fake pretending to be smart bullshit and i had to fucking call time on him there's a hilarious gift someone made bro of this guy right reading off his phone and me just like time and like cutting in front of him mm. bro this guy it was not that at all okay it's not it, he was reading bars off his phone it was like the worst thing i've ever seen in my life i definitely fair enough that was a know, bad bro, example like, for what uh, i was going for but <laughs> I don't know the DMS crowd. See the DMS crowd, bro. As much as it's unseasoned battle rap wise, compared to like a New York crowd, it's also very real. It's gonna boo you if you're trash, bro. It's gonna tell you, uh, boo. Like if you say some wild shit, they're gonna be like, boo, bro. And like that's something a King of the Dog crowd would never do. Like that's something a GZ crowd would never do. You're never gonna get booed in like beast mode and shit. It's considered very disrespectful. Um, but in Montreal, bro, it's a bunch of savages in the crowd. A lot of the times, people are drunk. They're there to have a good time. You have to take that shit into account when you're writing. When you're writing, you can't do some stupid multi-level shit that you think is so complex that you think is so overheads. It's just, it's some smart, dumb shit, bro. It's not connecting because when someone hears it, it's not something anyone would actually say. Like, it has to be something people talk about and it has to be delivered in a way that is processable. Like, you can't say, like, you can't force things to make wordplay. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and that's a problem a lot of guys have is they force things into wordplay and they think it's complex, but it's actually just trash. You no, know you're actually like, I feel like you're taking words out of my mouth and how I describe some of my issues with indie hip hop. So I feel like mm, mm -hmm. now I really want to hear you write songs. Like, bro, if you're yeah, saying all that shit, I really want to see what you do with it. Well, I'm very like, I'm very simple and like cadenced, like the way I kind of set up punches sometimes in battle rap when I get in my cadence bag. That's kind of the kind of shit I like to do in music. Um, the track you put on that reel, like, I'm pretty, like, that's the kind of style, like, I usually rap. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty back-to-back, -back, like, punches, all rhyming, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of shit. Yeah, I respect like, I like when I like when full sentences rhyme, you know? Mm. I respect Like that. I said in that, in that clip you posted, I said, uh, I've been wrapping all my bodies up in duct tape. I've been wrapping as a hobby on the drum breaks. Like, it's just like a little thing where all the, everything rhymes in that sentence. And it's like a quick little, like, shit like that. You know, I, I like perfect things like that. That's why I remember it. Like I said before, it's easy to remember when it's fire and something you like. <clears throat> do you think that that, like, is, do you do that with battle rap? Like, is it like, yes. like it's gotta have like, cause like with battle rap, you are the full instrument in a sense, right? So, yeah, it definitely has to be. The cadence matters heavily, and that's one thing that I like, you know, is to, for my shit to be like, no, 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 Like, uh, what's uh, King Jables? I had a tangent where I was like, uh, fuck. Uh, everything rhymed with laptop and uh, Sasquatch and, and, and Blackwatch and whatever. Like, everything rhymes so crazy that, like, it's just like that's the kind of music I would make where like everything rhymes and everything every syllable is in the right place and shit mm. like that. That's what the kind of music I do make. Sorry. No, that's super nifty. So like, cause like for me, I feel like I've been heavily inspired by bass lines my whole life. I dabbled in bass for a minute, so all of my flows, everything, I'm trying to be a bass. I'm not even trying to be a okay. drums. 
So it hits like, I mean, I had to learn a lot of what you're describing over the years to be better. But like, I just never wanted to necessarily be, I mean, I, I went through a phase and shit, but I try to be weird with it. I like things that change a lot. Mm. I like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I might be talking shit. People like I've written a lot of songs now, so I don't really know what I do anymore. I just do, <laughs> I do shit that feels right in that moment. But I know that the bass is the most important instrument to me. Like, just the bass guitar, the mm. basses. And, like, if there's a bad bass line or it's too boring and not interesting enough, I'm not, like, into the song, even if the drums is whatever. Word. So, like... Do you know what's crazy is, like, see, I can listen to, like, rap music with no fucking bass line, like, some rock marciano shit where it's, mm. like, some weird beat with no fucking drums and, like, just this weird sample on a loop. Like, I could listen to that and, like, enjoy it, you know? Mm. Like, sometimes the beat doesn't even matter to me if the lyrics are so fire, you know? Whereas, like, like the flow and the shit you're saying, like the delivery, like you were saying, like if it, you can make like, that's why like beats have always been like almost secondary to me. Like there's sometimes I could disregard like a, it's like some beats are unlistenable, obviously, but like I could disregard like a mediocre beat if the guy's spazzing, you know what I mean? I totally appreciate that. I've definitely uh, disregard uh, when I did my album review for Eminem's revival. I disregarded the beats to talk about the lyrics because that's where I was at with yeah. album reviews, and then I went back after and was like, "Oh, okay, I see. The beats really are kind of mm. whack on this a little bit, a lot." Um, but yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like I hear what you're saying. Um, over time, I've I've gotten to a place where I care about the the like the band element of it like i like working yeah. with a producer and the idea of Word. like them bringing their full artistic vision to it so like when i do something with a For guy sure, in montreal yeah. and i'm able to like be like that's your vision and shit and then like it's like a canvas but like they have already put down this like base and then how do i like paint on that shit kind of thing and so it's like it's really about fusing with the beat to me that's really like one of the most important parts for me at, at least at this phase of where i'm at with songs because like yo there's battle rap right like yo i'm never like those guys writing like you guys do what you do and like i yeah. i don't think i even try to write like that anymore it's not even important to me like that yeah yeah like bars and shit I have literally put almost no effort into your conventional puns throughout my career like a very little, yeah, yeah. I barely use them. I don't try to write devices or anything. I just feel like I got to say shit. So I write songs about the shit I got to say. And if it manifests Word. in goofy ways, it's goofy. I went. Yeah, bro. I, I peeped some of your shit and like you had like the track names were hilarious. You know? I, okay. like it was like, I got, I got on my mixtape kick and I was so like, I get, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, the, I did a freestyle series uh, last summer on Twitch because I was like, I don't know if I can freestyle good, so let's force myself to learn. And I'm the kind of person where if people are watching me, I have to do it right, you know, because now you're being watched. So I was doing these. I hate freestyling, bro. I'm going to go on air. I'm going to I'm gonna say something. Uh, I'm going to say it on my podcast, too. We're probably going to have a segment about how freestyling is fucking garbage all the time. And anyone who does it is not a good rapper. I'm going to say that the one thing I can tell you is um, by freestyling 70 <laughs> songs or so, and I'm not saying they're good songs. I think some of them are, but I, I, I think I put out some gems in that pile of shit. Some of them are actually really not good. But by Word, doing... I'd I be, I be a big hater, though. Like, I'd just be what I can tell like... you is my flow today is way yeah. better than before I could do it. Oh, your flow is, but what you were saying the entire time was not very good. But I'm saying like, as a writer now, when I am writing, yeah. my flow is yeah, so fast. improved that you have, yeah. I almost would say 
you need to learn how to freestyle just for what it does to your flow because you Facts, don't even bro. know yet because Facts, bro. Like, i know what you're saying there's shit like where like honestly doing the mathematical flow that's what i call your flow the way you described it i call it a math flow that's actually yeah. like to me a level one flow and to break to, to do a math flow that doesn't sound like a math flow is really hard and that's where really? like you know freestyling and shit lets you do some weird yes. shit with timing and i don't know Fact. however i agree though. it is the most awkward shit in the world to freestyle bullshit bars that are sub you know every yes. freestyle i do in my life is garbage compared to my that's writing. what i'm saying like i and i hate people freestyling in my ear and shit like I, I just hate you. that kind of shit. However, man. when I picked up the mic <laughs> last weekend, and it was so great because I hadn't done this in two years, and I did the yeah, whole man. arm thing, and the motherfuckers arm thinged with me, it didn't matter. Oh, fire. It didn't matter what fire, I was bro. saying, apparently, because the vibe was right. No, it doesn't. At a live show, it really doesn't matter sometimes, bro. You can barely hear the shit sometimes anyway. And so, like, I'm glad I practiced freestyling for that moment because I don't think they would have done the arm thing if I hadn't done all that practicing. Mm. and it was like yeah. a freestyle event it wasn't no like and then i realized unfortunately a lot of the live shit in this city is fucking freestyle oriented whether you like it or not so they try to i know bro because we're fucking we're 10 years behind everywhere else that's why nah uh, there's i don't know that's an interesting Telling statement <laughs> i mean i got it's my sad. songs on deck i got a mean 30 minutes don't get me wrong um but like I, I've been doing live shows since 2012. There was like a scene in 2012, bro. I actually remember doing shows with a young Chrome back in the French Connect days, as I believe he was called. And like they would be on the same stages, and I was like seeing them back then. And I'm yeah. fairly certain it's Chrome because one of them confirmed it was him. Word. <laughs> and um, <laughs> bro. I know he used to do shows and shit. And back then, he used to be more making tracks. Yeah, before. But then, like the scene, kind of, like, yo, bro, it was wild. Like, cause they were all underage, so they brought in these crowds, bro. None of us in my age group brought crowds. It was all like Chrome and Mac Vibes and all these guys that would bring a crowd. Right. So we were able to like rock the show. Shout out Gab Rivera. He's in fucking. Uh, he's in the Glock party, bro. Is he? Yeah, facts. That's dope. He's 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 extended fan. Because we have the Glock Quebecois and then we have the Glock Yo, I mean, he already hit like on the Facebook video for this. Um, I don't know if he's actually going to watch it, but he hit like on this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I really like him. He's in DG right now. And uh, he reached out at one point. He keeps hitting me up on some shit like, bro, I want to participate in your shit, but I'm on a label. And I can't let you publish anything. And I'm like, well, I mean, fair. Thanks. <laughs> but, but I really love his music and shit. And I really love, like, he, like, really supports and... Um, honestly, a lot of us didn't have crowds if it wasn't for Mac vibes. And that's a, a hard facts of that era. That guy would pull like 30 people in that era and not many people really could do that. And then he got older, like the rest of us. And he stopped having that like same clout and pull because that's what happens when you get a little bit older sometimes. But yeah, bro, you're not a kid anymore and shit. Yo, like, I don't want to say it was like cool, but wildly these bars were letting underage kids in. <laughs> so like flooded. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I remember, bro. I would go through I, I was, I was part like, of those clubs. So I'd open for this shit and it would be great footage and shit and it was wild. And then it just all like kind of dissipated and it stopped being like that. And so it kind of I feel sense. like I feel like SRH's shows too, like were propping that up back then too. SRH I never I, the only thing I ever really did was some of the um, Hodges let me know stuff. So not yeah. So I met SRH one time, and I was going by HSR at the time, and he spent the whole night going change your name to me. <laughs> <laughs> and 
That's hilarious. And then Clarity won that shit. And that's what I remember that I met. And then I never saw SRH again. I have a CD because he handed me a CD that day. And I still have that shit. And then. Which CD do you have? The gray one. The gray cover one. No damn good or no something. Oh, yeah. No big deal. That's the one. So I have that CD <laughs> um, just sitting in my like random pile. It's like one of four random old Montreal CDs I have. And, that's hilarious, bro. Yeah. And then he dipped out and got all famous. Just disappeared. Back, bro. Shout out Benny Main. Yeah, honestly, it's really cool. Um, He's amazing, bro. Have you heard his music? No, because he dipped out, changed his name, and ghosted. And then I kept forgetting what his new name was. And now that you've said it, bro, I'm you gonna, have like, to listen to down. his new music, bro. You have to listen to his new music. It's amazing. Bro. I really care. Um, but He's amazing. I guess that's a Montreal rapper that I like. He's not even a rapper anymore. He's a singer. Mm. But that's a Montreal artist I really fuck with heavily. Uh, also, he's my me from back in the day so i'm biased but he really makes good music man and his fan base proves it he's got like over a hundred thousand monthly listeners on spotify but he's also been doing it for like since 2005 easy oh 100 percent, bro easy. like since way back then when we were kids and shit and like while he tried to get i think he tried to get rid of a lot of the older footage there is some stuff still around from some of these bigger moments and they're like events that are highly remembered and shit so like i don't know when i think about guys like you it's like i mean you're just kind of playing roles like that right now even if it might not be where you want to be the stuff that you guys are doing is going to have an impact that gets talked about later on like already Facts, bro. like yeah. let's be real there are there are a bunch of english podcasts now but how many english hip-hop kind of oriented podcasts actually are there in montreal at this moment I don't know. Maybe 10, 15. And if I'm mm -hmm. wrong, I would love yeah. to know because I would love to know. So it's like we're creating like a wave of English media that is going to be shit like the rap politics and stuff on the French side. And just even play yeah. parts in that create bigger impact, I think, than maybe you guys know. I don't know. I mean, that's, all, that's usually how it works, right? Like most people don't know what they're doing is legendary when they're doing it. I mean, this is like a new time. Um, I like you get DMS has done a lot, but like, honestly, I was excited to see you guys start a podcast. I was like, cool, more English hip hop people doing podcasts. Cause yeah, like man. a lot Thank of, you. Just like, I don't know, like I said, I don't know that many people that are actually involved in hip hop that do the podcast that much. And I might just be ignorant. And that's why I'm also putting it out there sometimes. So people watching and be like, bro, you need to watch this, you know, that kind of shit. But mm -hmm. To me, in our age group, in our world, not that many of us. So, it's impactful. Facts, bro. I mean, we battled fucking DNA and Matt Hoffa and shit, so. You did do that. Fucking you? Marv won. Fucking some big names came through Montreal to battle us, you know. It's dope. JC. Uh, it's got to be a bunch I'm of kids who team. saw that, though. It's going to be a bunch of there kids is, who bro. grew up and are going to be like, yo, Machete Trevi battled Matt Hoffa, now nah, battle. Facts, it's hilarious, bro. But it's truth. That's what we do a little bit sometimes. But to me, that's a bigger blessing than anything else. The fact that you're in a position, I don't know, man. I'm just framing it. No, like man, I'm, I'm, super I happy I, I'm super happy I created something that I can like look back on one day and there's like a catalog of some shit I did in my 20s. And uh, it's dope, man. It's cool. I think you're it's better than doing nothing, you know. And these days, man, people be popping in their thirties all the time. You just gotta look at Griselda. That's, 
those are my guys, bro. I love them. Ah, man. Pause, but I, I like their music a lot. I think that they inspired me to not be worried about being old. Facts, bro. And so... Uh, <laughs> that's what it is yo i'm 34 so whatever you tripping on at 30 you trip more on it at 34 i promise <laughs> yeah so we're just around the corner bro but i like my life a lot more now than i did at 30 and i didn't know it would be like that much more i thought it would be like i hope you know you, you hope nah man i don't even know how to describe how dope it gets like for me at least Word. i feel like you're on a trajectory for that like one of my, I mean, it's a weird, I don't know. I got to smoke a blunt with poison pen in November, okay? Like, I don't care what anybody says. My, how the Word. fuck did I, a guy who didn't even yeah. touch battle rap, end up in that position? You know, Word. like. Poison pen's a legend, bro. And uh. He is a legend. And it's not like I'm cool or anything. It's like he took time out of his day to show up at the bar and, like, pop in, like, because it was around the corner from his crib type thing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, like, Jordan that's dope though, bro. pulled out the blunt and i'm like say fucking word and then my girlfriend sweet talked <laughs> his ass for like 30 minutes and it was wild to watch her sitting there having this deep conversation with poison pen while we're like what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> that's fire and like yo so like you get moments like that and shit you know yeah and man that's where i've met a lot of cool people through battle rap i have a the best thing about battle rap bro i'll drop a little tidbit for whatever you guys been calling them um nuggets knowledge nuggets the best thing about battle rap is the global network of friends you will have a network of people in every major city who will take you in be your boy let you crash on their couch like you just have to be cool go meet go to events meet the right people be one of the dudes uh and bro you're gonna have a friend in every major city like, it's the best, bro. Like, every time I'm in a new city, I have someone I could hit up, link up with, smoke a spliff. Uh, if there's an event, all my friends from all over come, and we are all at the same event in the same city. Uh, it's a dope-ass community. And, uh, man, anyone anyone would be lucky to be a part of it. You know what I mean? All right, let me ask you a question on that. So let's say you want to get into battle rap right now. This shit is, like, a highly nuanced sport. Most people are not going to be coming into it with, like, the same level of depth and understanding that guys like you have with it to appreciate it. What would you recommend right. as a tip to getting started as a battle rap fan so that that onboarding process is a little easier? Um, just watch battles. Like, watch a lot of battles. Like, older battles. Get a feel. Go to events. Like, you have to go first, to me. It's to actually go in person to events and not be a weirdo like that's those two things going to events and not being a weirdo okay so define like not being a thing. weirdo like i understand that to you it's an inherent thing but what like let's say you are no, i just i know it's weird for me to say it like that i just mean to just be cool like once you get to the event like or just in general bro a big part of life it's advice that was given to me when i was younger like a big part of and i don't know why it always stuck in my head but it, it's true you know uh, a big part of life is in in situations is just to be cool like as simple as it sounds and you just literally have to be cool and things will come to you people will like you uh you'll deal with situations better you'll go to places and not be like a weirdo you won't be rapping in someone's ear trying to get them to like you as a rapper uh you'll literally just be like trying to i feel like this happens about... to you a lot more than it should the rap well no it happens there. to everyone bro everyone that goes like at every event there's those guys like i'm sure you've been to events bro where there's a guy that comes up and like is rapping trying to rap and like or being too much like just being a weirdo you know there's weirdos at every single event ever and it's like 
get away from me, you know, but like, and like a lot of times those guys who are being weirdos are, they would be, battle, they want to be battle rappers. They're aspiring battle rappers or they're aspiring rappers or whatever. And they're, I don't know. It's just like, they'll never get like looks like that. You have to do the politics of being cool. Like you have to just not lose. Like you just have to not, I don't know, bro. I don't know how to explain not being a weirdo. You just have to not be a weirdo, you know? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate what you're trying to say. But here's here's a way you know, to action like, that. Go to the place, read the room, and try to blend into the environment a little more than try to stand out and grab attention. Like, put a little bit of effort into your physical appearance. Uh, mm. Like, any effort is better than no effort. Um, the way you smell, the way, like, just your first, like, the way you stand, your posture. Uh, how could I say? When you talk to people, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, bro. I can't explain. Actually, it. I know it sounds weird, but like each of these things you're describing, you're like, no, nope, these are things that are weirdo shit to me. So <laughs> I'm like, it's like, it sounds so basic, but yo, there might actually be somebody watching where like, yo, certain people I know really don't care about what they look like. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's, you don't have to. You don't have to. It's just like, it changes shit in your life. Like when people beat you, like, I don't know, bro. Yeah, no. And here's the, like, I had to learn that lesson the hard way, bro. I used to not give a shit. Now, like granted, yeah. most of my shit's oversized clothing, but that's because I lost a lot of weight and shit. So whatever. Mm. Um, But like in general it was the biggest lesson i had to learn as a rapper is like i'm 34 i actually have to like show up at looking fly because i'm supposed to yeah you're not supposed to be yeah. broke at 34 no you're not <laughs> supposed to be broke ever to be honest but you can get away with being broke if you're 22 that's a fair statement yeah man. if you're 22 yeah, like you broke can be at 22 i'm not like you're not <laughs> nobody's mad at that but then like at, no. at 34 it's like i'm like okay wait a second so like I should probably wear it. and then so I wore this nice outfit to this next man's music video. Next thing you know, I'm the fucking thumbnail in his video. Um, there you go. And it's like people were responding, and I'm like, mm. and then I started realizing like clothes that fit matter. And yo, cause like realistically, if you're an artist, getting your beard trimmed and shit, your hair trimmed. Nah, like, the beard shit, the beard shit works. It's niche, but it works. Yeah, this is this, deliberate. This is it's, it works, um, but it's right, not so. for everybody. It's it's, it's like a statement no. thing. Hair, um, I'm gonna get a haircut when I have to go back to work. But like, nah, this shit, like again, some of this is like it, it it's not corporate clean, but it's outcast niche. So like, it's deliberate. Yeah. Like I, I, so like I don't know. You have to at least know what you're doing with it. But let's say I'm going to an event, I tie the hair back, you know, you know, you know, wear a suit, I wear nicer clothes, everything fits better, you know, etc. etc. It's all about the vibe of the situation and the, the image you're trying to put off and like the calculated of it, like. I don't know how to like fully describe it, but like people kind of like this version of me in this setting. So I go with this version of me in this setting. And then at work, it's a different vibe you're supposed to bring in because you're at fucking work. So people want that professional, blah, blah, blah. And then at an event, you want to look like you're trying to attract honeys, honestly, because that's the vibe everybody really wants at an event. You want girls to be there so everybody should look like they're trying to bring girls in. Mm. I mean, this is just I like. Yo, I've done a lot of these interviews. <laughs> now, how I perceive the world is like this. It's not even like regular shit. Yeah. It's like, how do you achieve the results we all want? And so what you're saying matters. And smell, bro, when you smoke weed like I do, cologne is apparently super important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's just about, I don't know. It's just about fucking hygiene, I guess, at that point. I mean, you can shower all you want, but your clothes still going to be a little, you know, so you want to put a nice smell on that shit. A little, because a little, it's the yeah. effort. 
it's like no you're not winning but you put the effort in and people like effort yeah that's why people yeah like you have to be wearing clean way. clothes and shit you have to wear clean clothes and all that shit has to be clean and then they'll smell good you know yeah of course yeah unless it's weed is whatever it's just what weed smells like <laughs> No, no, weed smells good, bro. I find that's my cologne. Yeah, I know, but corporate America be like, yo, I'm, I, it's just like it's thoughts I'm having because they're like, you're back at work in a month for two days a week, mm. and I'm like, oh, oh shit, I've been be like okay. at home. So no, you got air out shit more, <laughs> you know, get back into that. Yeah, like, <laughs> but like, oh yeah, people can smell me again, <laughs> and it's not like again, it's not, dude. I shower like twice a day, well, because I exercise or whatever, and and. I don't like being yeah. sweaty. So it's like, I'm really like that, but like, all my fucking shit smells like weed right now. <laughs> Word. Um, oh, what's your favorite cologne? That's what Lindell just asked. Oh, I have, uh, I like Mont Blanc and I have uh, YSL that I like a lot. And uh, Dior Sauvage is good too. Mm. Yeah. Yo, that's nice that you have answers to that. I've never put that. I got shit my girlfriend said would smell nice is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's usually like uh, some nice smelling shit. There's one that really smells good that's like a, it has like the crown on it. The bottle has like a king's crown on it. I forget the name of the shit, but mm. it smells really good. But yeah, no, dude. Um, I have one more question for you that I, I wanted to bring up. How do you feel right. about the VR version of shit? Like VR battle rap, VR, all that stuff. And would you be open? To Honestly, that? bro, to wrap things up, because um, I do got to go. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never fucking even worn a VR headset yet. Not out of choice. I just it never even fucking, I've never been in the opportunity to try VR. So I can't even give you an answer. That's fair. I just don't. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway. But yeah, no, that was basically where I was going to end it. Um either way because i appreciate you coming through um honestly this is a good conversation i want to thank all the people that were watching it uh that stuck with us through the live uh make sure to check out everything that the man does i'm gonna pop your links into the chat right now so that you don't have to do the whole linksy thing and for everybody watching in the future you can get the links in the description below um but yo like, do you have any like last things you want to say to the people out there before we like wrap it up proper? Yeah, um, I'll convince Boy Boy to release some music, like your boy wants there. But uh, no, nah, bro, just uh, I don't know, be happy. Um, that's about it. <laughs> that's that's a great. <laughs> be happy. I like that a lot. Thank you, man. I really enjoyed this conversation for real. Um, I fucks with your whole vibe and energy, and I hope you do go live and do more of that Twitch stuff and all that stuff, because it would be cool to see more of you on the internet. Um, Thanks, man. And shout out shout out, you for, shout out for his comments. I don't know who he says shout out, but shout out everybody, I guess. My brain blank there. <laughs> Thank you all for coming through again. Um, for those watching in the future, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff that you're supposed to say. Appreciate everybody. And yo... We're going to start the raid now and live long and prosper, everybody. Ciao, bro. Thank you.